This is Riley. And for a dollar a day, you can contribute to this poor zookeeper so that he could travel to exotic places like Australia. No zookeeper like Riley should have to suffer alone for mere pennies an hour, dollars a day. He can go on fabulous adventures with his friends from Riley Python Radio. Don't let Riley suffer one day more. Open your hearts and your wallets. Contribute. Send Riley around the world. Don't let Riley suffer one day more. Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Welcome to Morelia Python Radio, and we are here tonight, um, and we are drinking with our good friend Riley and Owen, and we are celebrating eight years of doing this crazy podcast, and I can't believe Owen is not sick of me yet. I've tried. Like, that's the problem is mm. that, um, and I think we divulged everyone today on Facebook when you were like, here's to eight more years, and I told you you get five months max. <laughs> and... <laughs> You then told me that I wasn't allowed to quit because I posted this on Facebook as Merlia Python Radio, not as Owen McIntyre. Correct. And now I finally figured out I keep trying to quit, but I'm not doing it correctly. I don't have the right header yes. on. So we require um, a two-year notice. Yeah, it's been eight <laughs> years I've been trying to get out of here, but yeah. you know, I tried leaving it episode two, but uh, I keep not doing it correctly. There are all these loopholes and things that I have not gotten my way through, so uh, one day I shall be free. But not right now. Not right now? Okay. Nope, right. not right Fair now. Yeah. At least make it two years on your contract. <laughs> two years, and then we can renegotiate. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to uh, um, I'm going to go to uh, Maui and, you know, take a bunch of Instagram photos of myself uh. lounging on the beach <laughs> while I say that my peeps are working on my contract at NPR. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't know, course, man. With you know, my pasty skin on the beach, I will die of some form of exposure to the sun. So uh, I will not make it back. So we'll all be in vain. Speaking of which, uh, just on a side note there for put a pin in that, um, but, yep. you know, make sure you bring sunscreen uh, <laughs> next week, Owen. Because <laughs> it's like 107 degrees. I know, right? I'm like, it's 30 degrees. And then I'm looking at Australia. It's 100 and something. I'm like, we're going to die. Brutal. Mm, it's it's funny because you sent me that list of things that we're going to buy when we arrive. Yes. And one of them is sunblock. And I'm like, yep, going to need that. Yes. And um, we had to try to figure out, because I don't know if you, did we ever figure out what's going on with the hiking poles, if they'll allow us to put those in our carry-on? I did not. Okay. I have you, failed you. you. <laughs> yeah. I will find out, though. I will find Riley, out. He, Eric found these really cool, like, hiking poles that the tips unscrew and you can screw a snake hook like Ooh. tip to the front. So they're like really cool and they have compasses in them and they have a really cool handle and they can Whoa. like telescope and it has a snake hook at the end of it. Yeah. And if I don't get to bring this to Australia with me, I will be so upset. <laughs> it's like, Oh man. Like I want this thing. Like I'm going to put this in rotation when I get home. This thing is awesome. So <laughs> the only way that can be better is if it were hollow and you had a flask built into it. 
Holy shit, man. It now you're hollow. thinking. It is hollow. It is hollow. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, is and you, hollow. you put a drink in time. yours, and I will put some kind of uh, plant substance in mine. Oh. <laughs> the problem with that is that we're the going airport, Aborigine the, style, bro. But at the, at the airport, they're going to tell me to pour it out. They're going to arrest you. So, <laughs> true story. But I'll Thank be you. in Australia, so. <laughs> I'll just have to tell Dory. Australian jails? Sorry, Dory. (laughs) I'm stuck here. (laughs) I'm a little Joey. It's like, yeah, no. (laughs) Oh, dear. So, yeah. um, What were we talking about again? We have a show to do, if you Uh, recall. That's true. How many drinks have you had? Uh, Why am I the one who's like, no. You got to catch up, man. (laughs) I know. I can't be the moral compass of the show. We've talked about this a million times. Yeah, you that's when all things go south. <laughs> Everything goes haywire when you leave me alone. Yes. Um, but no, it's been eight years, and we're doing the show. And obviously, normally we have the master of ceremonies himself, Mr. Rob Stone, on, but he is unavailable tonight. But he did send over a bunch of clips, which now with our newfound audio skills, uh, <laughs> sounds so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does, man. It sounds you listen so back horrible. to the clips, you're like, oh Ooh. my god. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, yeah. um, but it's also really cool because we can inter- intercut them, uh, and obviously we're going to react to uh, a lot of the really cool stuff. And what what year is this what season? Is this three, four, twelve? What? I don't remember. The, what, what what season what, are we listening to? Oh, this is just a mix of stuff. A mix, a mix yeah. of stuff. It's Rob's Think of favorite it like thing. Greatest hits, but oh. it's kind of like um, it's stuff we haven't heard before. But a lot of it has to do with herping in Australia. So it's like the Ryan and the Nick and the Justin and the you know those kind of episodes. Right. Yeah. So that was that kind of year. I can't remember what year it was, but I think it's like a it's like the next phase, maybe 2014. Was this the, oh, God, young Owen, if only I could warn you. (laughs) Get out while you still can. Mm. But um, that is really cool to think about, especially with uh, this coming on. Because I don't know, when were we originally supposed to go, but we couldn't make it? Was that 14? I think think that's in there a couple times. And I think Rob really put the, put the. He did that on purpose. He really he, he put it to, to me us. in this one because I think I said <laughs> since like 2012 that I'm going to Australia. <laughs> this is the year, Owen. This is the year. <laughs> yeah, and then you went and made me look like an asshole. Like, you yes. know, I know. It's, well, you it's, know, it's I got to scope things out the first time. You know what I mean? We send you first, and then if it goes well, I come. And then if it doesn't go well, you know, at least they only got one of us. This is That's true. the whole point. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to play the drinking game clip. So, <laughs> you guys was, you guys yeah. can play along. <laughs> get, get your glasses up. <laughs> <laughs> what are the official rules are when of this uh, Morelli the, the Python radio drinking? It was on Morelli Pythons this week. Apparently, there's been a drinking game invented for us, which I absolutely love the idea. Um, the official rules are, and these are straight off the, of the uh, thread on Morelli Pythons, and these are chosen by you, the fans, you crazy bastards. Um, the first thing is that, Eric, if you mention zebra, you have to take a drink. 
Eric, if you mention Zebra Jag, <laughs> it's two drinks. Maternal Incubation is one drink. Uh, Halma Harris Scrubs is two drinks. If you tease me about non-cooperative Arian Jayas, that's one shot plus a full beer chug. Um, if you say the word, say the word passion, as in these are my passions, it's two shots. If you mention your damn albino, you have to chug whatever drink you're drinking. Or if you mention the Terry Phillip method, that's three shots. So that's you. <laughs> For me, if I mention tigers, it's one drink. If I mention citrus tigers, it's two drinks. If I say, God damn it, it's three drinks. If I say, oh, dear God, it's two drinks. If I mispronounce Sean's name and say Sean Christensen, it is four drinks. <laughs> if I put an S at the end of Terry Phillips' name, if it's Terry Phillips, it's three drinks. If I say Arian Jaya, it's two shots. If I say Black White Lips, three shots. And if Howard Redding calls in, you apparently you have to finish the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I so, so wasted. Uh, that okay. is a little so. If you are playing, yeah, if Howard calls in, you have to drink whatever bottle you're drinking. So, oh, good Lord. And of course, he's going to love that. So, that's the rules. <laughs> Those are the rules. Those are the official rules. I would say that some of them need to change. Mm. You don't mention zebras as much as you used to. Not as to. much. Also, Helma Hera, I think Helma Hera was just your flavor of the month because mm-hmm. you were obsessed with them at that one time. So, I almost feel like that should rotate as well. Yeah. Um, for the love of God, I think has replaced God damn it, or at least one of the things that I like to yell a lot. Um, <laughs> also, with your oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, that you keep trying to steal from the reptile and chill guys. That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear I hear Hoss might be out of a job, so you know I got. Uh, yeah, I hear gotta, you got fired. You know, <laughs> since you you might be leaving me, I have to. You know, I might have to go somewhere else too. You know what I mean? I think it's time <laughs> to actually have a combined spinoff where we send Riley and Hoss. Around the world <laughs> to uh, record podcasts from various places, having no oh, knowledge yeah. of each other or what the hell's going on. Um, oh, I don't know. Great. I, I think it'd be good. It's like a buddy cop drama. We have to say like uh, fish and chips and carpets or something. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> or, or carpets and tea. Guys, <laughs> making a podcast right now. Uh, Riley, like quick job. So, uh, <laughs> he'll be fine. so, so, I don't think he's going for it, man. No. <laughs> we got to talk the contract details before I do anything. Oh, yeah. see, he's smart. I just he, signed a blank piece of paper, and yes. then Eric just filled in, filled in the rest. Was, <laughs> he, made, he made me sign it in blood, which was really weird, but I don't know. Yeah. Just remember, I made you. <laughs> I can end you. Yeah. You um, know what Jim told me every night when I was young. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, how did, I guess we should start at the beginning, right? I mean, right. you know, we should start where it all started uh, for, for since now we have such clear audio, as you'll hear through this rest of this show. We're, uh, we're so sorry it took so long. But it's like, <laughs> I have to say, back yep. in 2011, <laughs> oh my God, the technology was not that good. Some of you weren't even born. Maybe you were 10, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, you know. Oh God! Who had? If you're listening right now, wait. Hold on, Riley. How old are you? <laughs> yeah, thirty. Thirty. So how were so old right were you in 2011? 2011, I was twenty. 
shoot, I can't math right now. Twenty two. Like early twenties. Yeah. I was only three years older than him at the time when NPR started. You don't count. You're an old man okay. in a young man's body. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. But um it's I mean, think about how many people actually who might be listening to this who have all their carpet pythons and stuff like that didn't even own a carpet in 2011. It's kind of weird. It's kind of extremely weird. weird. Yeah. So imagine how many people didn't even own. Matt, if you if you're listening to this right now and you can sit back, did you even own a snake in 2011? I guarantee you, there's some people who will be like, nope. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. So this will be episode 421 is where we're at. I just looked it up. You missed it by one. We were, we, we had one, <laughs> Damn. one too many. It's, I told you we should have taken another break. Well, we can make this the later one and do another one before this one. We can, we can change things around, man. That's the beauty of how it is. Yeah, we do it now. <laughs> all right. So... All right, so I was a huge fan. Uh, so what, we're going to talk about how it started because now that we're in clear audio and stuff and people will actually hear it and maybe we have new listeners that are joining that haven't heard the story. So if you I was... Shut up, sit down. Fast forward. Yeah. You listen again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, quiet, you. <laughs> um, so I was a huge fan of Reptile Radio and Reptile Radio came out like 2008, nine somewhere like that. And I thought, wow, this is genius. They're mixing uh, talk radio, which, you know, was I listened to. And um, but they're talking about reptiles. So this is just the this is just the freaking coolest thing I've ever I ever heard. It just blew my mind that there was such a thing. Um, So and back then it wasn't on your phone. You had to have a little iPod and sync it up to your computer. And then the podcast would go into the thing and yeah it was it was a whole big thing but back then they did it on a saturday night at 12 o'clock midnight which how they ever got guests to come on that show i have no idea because that's just the most crazy time ever but um a lot of it was listening live and i used to get super Excited when I would see that there, you know, my Sunday morning drive to work was just that much better because, you know, I would be able to listen to uh, their their show and and they they kind of focused really around ball pythons, but they talked a little bit outside of that enough and they talked about the reptile business and where it was going and what if you wanted to do full time and how to be a breeder and you know all these things how to vend shows all this kind of stuff they would talk about which at the time you really would have to know somebody to really kind of get that kind of info you know i mean i don't know owen how did you find out about vending a show like how did you figure that out it was very trial by fire. It was um, uh, a lot of it was going to Hamburg and one on one with Balin and asking what he gets and how does he do that. And then mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Google searches for uh, displays and things like that. And mm-hmm. my original acrylics were these like thick not very sparkly, shiny kind of things that were in these 
plastic cases that didn't have handles and if you didn't put them on the right way the front the lid would come flying off it was one of those things um but i never got the right lights they never looked correct i tried doing this which was all uh putting like white um like ground paper in there so it was dust everywhere the snakes would hide so it was a lot of trial by fire and uh that's pretty much how i learned it it was a lot of the I did this. It did not work. So I'm going to do something else. Um, yeah. So that's pretty right. much how I did it. And now there's what, like what, six podcasts, reptile podcasts that are out there that can you can kind of hear that information, well, which to me is, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but to me, it's it's kind of priceless, you know? I mean, it is. Getting like a reptile education from but some of the greatest people in the in the world. There's also now like 16 different uh, companies that make displays out of different things. There's the lights that, you know, people would recommend. There are all those links to that stuff. There's people have tried this and it worked out and did that and worked out. So it's, there's a lot of other people who kind of did it for you. I mean, everybody kind of had the one tablecloth and then Jason Balin had one printed with all his stuff on it. That form fitted to the table, and everybody that. went and got those. It's like right. that's how that works. Is somebody would try something, it would kind of work, and we'd all be like, "Okay, follow." Like, and that's that's just really how you do it. I mean, right? Um, only Nick is a crazy person and builds his own stuff. I mean, right. you know, of yeah. course, that's true mutton style, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so. Basically, um, I was a huge fan of this podcast, Reptile Radio, and an episode came up, and it was Will Bird. And Will Bird was talking about carpet pythons. And at the time, I mean, I really knew somewhat about them, but um, I was just blown away by that episode. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. just like, wow. So, you know, started researching us, everything, and... That's what actually led me to find citrus tigers. You know, that's kind of where I, I jumped into that is just from that episode. So you can see how here we are eight years later, how that one show, you know, kind of really had a huge impact on, you know, a lot of my projects as far as what I keep. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, Reptile Radio would sprinkle in these little episodes. Like, I remember the first time Justin Julander was on there, and I was like, whoa, that's who's this guy? You know, and then you find Australian Addiction Reptiles. And then right mm-hmm. soon after that, they would have Ben. And you're like, oh, my God, this is Justin's partner, you know? And, you know, he would talk all about genetics and breeding and reproduction and all this stuff. And it was it was on like this. It was on another level. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was talking to the hick that's at uh, Hamburg or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no teeth and squeeze cheese? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bred Boland's pythons into my garage. In my garage. What are you talking about? Like, you know, that guy. And then Nick was finally on there, and it was like, uh, for, for what was weird is, for a long time, I saw Nick on MP because, you know, as I started to investigate carpet pythons, I was led to MP, Morelia Python Forum. And I'll, I said this a, a million times, but Nick's avatar was this guy just punching this dude in the face. And I'm like, God, this guy must be such very, an asshole because very, he's very. just... Very on par with yes. Nick was kind of back then. Yes, he just was, oh, my God. I'm like, every time. 
<laughs> every time, um, I, you know, Nick was in a conversation. He was arguing with somebody, and you think he argues now? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, my God. No. He's come. <laughs> I yeah. mean, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So when you hear a lot of times so when he's come on here, he'll say, like, you know, in my old age, I've kind of mellowed out, and I really don't, you know. But there was, like, you know, arguments about purity and the Jag Neuro thing and the Tiger Gene and... You know, it's highlighter pure and all this bull, you know, just the same things that, you know, kind of still spin around in our world today. We're spinning around back then. Well, um, it's funny when you think about it, because I remember one of the article, one of the things on MP was, um, can we get an accurate count of how many Jaguars are affected by this Nero thing? And it's like, yeah, looking back, it's like. You thought you'd be able to get this out with one generation. No, no, no. It's yeah. it's attached. It's part of it. There's no like, oh, we'll just kill these six. Like, no, they're that's the way it is. But Yeah. Riley, what did you kind of think about a lot of this stuff? Because I mean, were you into carpets when MP was around, or did you kind of find out about all these things a different way? I, I did catch the tail end of MP, but it was kind of when it was, like, losing a lot of its activity. So I was definitely, um, <clears throat> like, lurking in the background. I didn't really – I don't even know if I ever posted more than I just, like, commented once or once in a while here and there. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I sort of – was doing research and finding other people's websites at the same time, but I had gotten my intro working for some some guy locally where I just once a week would help him clean his collection. He had uh, some Jags, jungles, zebra Jags, a few things like that. And he was kind of a knucklehead, and he didn't really even know what the hell he was doing. So I wasn't about to rely on him for information. So I did my own research and um, very quickly found out who Todd was, and Todd took me under uh, his wing and taught me a lot of stuff. So Nice, nice. Yeah. That's a cool one to be under, you know? I mean, to, to kind of gear, you know, steering you in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, when I was living in Santa Barbara, I was doing all the SoCal shows. So any of the ones that were big enough for it to be worth his time, he was there. And so I would just, like, haunt his table the whole time. And eventually, um, I think I uh, got linked up with him via that dude I was working for for a while because <clears throat> he was a bit of a big mouth and so he liked to talk to all the big breeders like he was one of them and he's like oh I got this kid from the zoo working for me here and da, 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 da. and then he couldn't figure out how to program his thermostats or what to do so he had me talk <laughs> to Todd so I talked to Todd that way and then uh, finally introduced myself at some of the shows down in uh, Pomona and Orange County and uh, yeah, it just worked out really well. And, and one of the days that during a show, I went to, um, the hotel after setup night and, uh, he hit me up. was like, Hey man, what are you doing? Um, you, you know, you want to come to the shop? And I was like, Oh hell yeah. So he picked me up from the hotel and we spent a couple hours at the shop and he, I pulled a clutch with him and he showed me a bunch of stuff in his racks and he showed me his retakes that were there and all these other animals that he was into like rosy boas and all this cool stuff. And he literally like, he taught me about incubators and how to handle, you know, aggressive and hungry females and this and that. Mm. And, Dude, it was, uh, I was so shocked. I was just absolutely blown away to the point where, like, he put a tiger jag in my hand and I lost it. 
And then it bit me in the face, and I was so phased I didn't even, like, realize for a few minutes until I, like, wiped my forehead and there was blood on it. And he was just laughing at me. I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, so mesmerized by this warehouse full of snakes that were all these ones that I was, like, geeked out on. Because I had found ball pythons and was, like, already disinterested in them and was interested in rainbow bows and a few other things. But, man... That's when I went head over heels. So I owe it to the the crazy redneck dude who probably doesn't live in California anymore who uh, tuned me into Todd and, yeah, the rest is history. Nice. So, oh, you're cracking something open. Oh, damn, right? Yes, okay. sir. <laughs> yes, right. sir. Glad you I joined mean, the party. <laughs> right, uh, were, were you around Todd when he had that lightning strike that would become the legend of the Mongolian man-eater? <laughs> no 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 i wasn't damn because that still needs to happen in my mind that was the funniest <laughs> thing ever um it still needs to happen it's almost as funny as what carly said in the chat um so even though we are not live we're gonna like pretend and read some of their things but she said we'll back in the, so yeah. apparently there's a podcast that was done in the hotel room that she's saying basically they can never release uh, that I would fucking wheeler myself off the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I love how that's a thing now. I'm so proud of them. It's like, yes. I'm going to drink to that. <laughs> I mean, like, that was a good one. I mean, uh, when I when I said that, um, if we hey, take a... Hey, Owen, see? Yep. If you keep your shit up and you don't want to sign a contract, I think I found your replacement because she's pretty oh. freaking witty. <laughs> she's already signed with Reptile and Chill. I mean, uh, you know, we can't keep fighting uh, over her. Those guys got so. nothing. Come on, man. That really? is true. That is true. That's, that's minor leagues. You want to come. I, no. I mean, you know. God. We want our independence from them, so we can do it again. <laughs> Oh man! Oh boy! All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I hope we I hope wheeling off of things just sticks around forever. <laughs> it's so cool because it's like you you know wheel you know what I mean. It just fits. Yeah, so good. I it's really like, hope yeah, it just so stays awesome. around forever. Because I remember I when I first said because we're talking about throwing <laughs> we're talking about throwing a flying snake off your roof yes. and it would fly. And I remember I said that, and then the next day, like halfway through the afternoon, Brandon messages me, and he's like, "Did I just become a verb?" (laughs) (laughs) Every time I hear that, maybe. Every time I hear that, I uh, I just think of like if you threw a five point star sideways and it's just spinning around like woo, just flying. (laughs) And and it's just Brandon, exactly. Brandon became a frisbee. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that guy kills me. Oh yeah. So, um, so anyway, and then you know Nick was on there. Terry Phillip was on there. Rico Walder was on there. Greg Maxwell. These were all like these Morelia guys. And I was like, you know, I said, man, this is really cool that they're talking about this because not a lot of people at that time. You have to put it in perspective. A lot of these misconceptions about carpet pythons and and green tree pythons were like really like everybody thought they needed this crazy humidity and like, you know, that they were so vicious and you couldn't go anywhere near them. And, you know, all these crazy misconceptions about um, Morelia. So um, 
I thought, man, that would be really cool if we did a podcast. But instead of doing one that's focused around ball pythons, have it focused around, you know, Moralia. And that's how Moralia Python Radio came to be. And this sort of stuck with me for, God, it was like six months. And finally one day I decided, like, uh, you know, it's like shit or get off the pot. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to do this. So (laughs) I went and I I went to MP and I had my little yellow notepad and I kind of like wrote down some things that were happening and some cool things and whatnot. And I was like, okay. So I'm going to give it a whirl. So when back then on Blog Talk, you could do like a test episode. And I did like 15 <laughs> test episodes because every time I did it, it was it just sounded it, bad. Well, no, it just <laughs> didn't work. It's really hard to talk about things with yourself. Yes. I There's mean, nothing coming back. It, you don't know how people are reacting. You don't know no, if you're doing a good job. If you're not doing a good job, it's very, very hard to do i mean i mean we've seen i've seen people on like youtube and instagram stuff that have like uh like the news thing where they're talking and they're running a clip and then they're reacting to the clip and it's almost like they're talking with the camera again a lot of that stuff is pre-scripted a lot of that stuff is um there are other people there so you can even pretend like you're talking to them Mm -hmm. and you know also it's the roll clip and then now we react to clip it's like that's kind of that formula but if it's just you sitting there talking yes about things it's like it you can't your brain part of your brain i think shuts the fuck down it's yeah. like okay yeah it's really hard and then when you have to listen back to it sounds hard and, and then you start, you know you're like you know what i mean it's it's kind of dumb. and we all kind of i mean riley you do the the youtube thing you kind of go through the same thing i mean people are shooting you questions but you know oh dude it's still super awkward just talking to myself even though i have a like a, a group of folks that tune in every week it's still awkward right. <laughs> I, I think about it all the time like how much easier it is to put out at least uh good content that people want to listen to when you've got somebody else there to lend other thoughts and perspective and you can have a back and forth conversation on it versus like talking to the computer and (laughs) (laughs) trying to keep it interesting and not going silent for, you know, it's just, it's different for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It it really is. So I always thought the genius of reptile radio was, was Larry and BT, you know, to me, they were able to get me to listen to them, even though I wasn't necessarily into ball pythons, but it was just the, the chemistry that the two of them had, like there was some other podcasts that were sort of popping up at the time. You would see them every once in a while. There was like one called Berm Junkies and there was, um, <clears throat> I think Urban Jungles Radio was around that. But they just didn't have that same chemistry that like just drew you in and just like, you know. So that's when I decided I needed a co-host. I needed right, that right. other. Pay attention. This is this is my favorite part. This is when he tells me how much he loves me. Okay. <laughs> so this I needed. Is, this is what made the whole goddamn show. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. So I needed a co-host. So yes. I put it. I put a. I put a post up on MP saying that I'm I'm doing this thing, and I did at that time. I did the one episode, and um, it was like. Yeah, it was, I, yeah, I guess it was okay, you know. Um, 
which I still leave up there, just as a reminder. So you can actually go back and listen to it if you're on Blog Talk. You can go all the way back and listen to it. Um, and it was called, Please I think, talk. Morelia there Minutes. So many Morelia Minutes. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I put up this post, and then Owen contacts me, and you know, I let him tell, I let him tell his side of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, I, I I had been on MP for a good amount of time, posted a few things. I think I had been up to a couple carpet pythons, and I had. Just had my first successful breeding. Um, maybe, oh, when did we start? God, what year was it? 2011. Okay, so I had just had my first successful multi-carpet breeding. So it was 2010. Um, and I kind of been poking around, and Eric posts up that he's got this, that he wants to, looking for a co-host for a podcast. Uh, and I knew of Eric and it was mainly because I had posted up some high contrast Queensland's and Eric had been interested in some, we kind of chatted a little bit back and forth and then Eric ghosted me and mm-hmm. he never mm-hmm. bought the snake and it was just like, I well, did buy you, the snake. Not two years later. Yes. You know, but I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I still had that snake. And it's like, fuck you, buddy. Like, so do I, because it would have been great right now. But um, so that kind of happened. You posted that up. I talked to a few of my friends who were a little bit more technical who have been listening to podcasts and other things like that. They're like, yeah, might be fun and jump on it. Plus, also, I you were – I had numerous – I had a couple of conversations about you with a few people, mainly Chris Foley, because – here you were in my backyard buying up every single carpet python I laid my eyes on. And I'm like, this guy is going to show up to a Hamburg and I'm not going to be able to sell a single goddamn snake because he's going to have everything. And I, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So when you posted it up, I'm like, all right, well, at least maybe I can, you know, get in with him and he won't crush me when he comes to power. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't die if you're, if you join him. So, um, but again, I figured maybe two shows, three shows, we do a couple shows and it would drop off. I figured like after that first show, I thought like, oh, God, this can't last because it was like awkward and it was weird. And I was stiff and you were stiff and everything was just kind of whatever. Yeah, um, right. And I think that was our like second full phone conversation ever was recorded. Yep. And it's like, cool. <laughs> so, um, but I I honestly got thought when we broke after the first season that we probably would not come back, that it would be something like. You know, you, you'd call up and be like, oh, we, I can't record this week. Let's do it next week. And then, like, next week, you'd be like, oh, let's do it the week after. And then, like, I'd never hear from you again. Or we would just kind of be like, eh, I'm not feeling it. Or one of us would have burnt out by now, sold their snakes, and been like, I'm not into snakes anymore. Fold the show. Right. So, yeah. And you can kind of tell after season one, when you get into season two, it's more relaxed. Yes. And you kind of start feeling each other out when it comes to like your sense of humor, my sense of humor, what plays well, what doesn't play well, what falls flat in their face. Um, yeah. 
and, and, and to it me, slowly started together. And that's the yep. beauty. That's exactly what I was looking for. That magic. Yeah. That magic of of two people that are able to play off of each other's strengths, weaknesses. You know what makes us dumb. And what makes when we say stupid <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's just like oh, we just no. laugh at each other, and it's great. Don't let me you off know? the hook when I say something dumb. I mean, come on, you right. know. And here we are, 421 episodes later. So um, I'm going to play this little clip, and we've never played this, and this isn't in part of Rob's um, you know, uh, greatest hits, if you will. But um, one of the coolest things that I always thought was that when you get mentioned on a podcast, and to hmm. me, that you know, it's so weird now, but like to hear them say your name in a podcast is just is crazy so i'm gonna play this real quick okay welcome to another reptile radio quick blast it is now officially december 13th 2011 and i'm just checking in for another quick moment or another uh you know a couple moments for just a couple of quick updates like i said in the last quick blast i'm really going to try to focus on uh, doing a lot more updates here on reptileradio.com and tonight I wanted to take a second and uh, mention another radio program to you that I'm really digging and uh, I figured you'd probably like it too if you don't already know about it. It's Morelia Pythons Radio. It's hosted by Eric Burke. Eric's always been a, a great supporter of Reptile Radio and the Bush League Breeders Club and I ask you if you're into Morelia, Carpet Pythons and you know the whole scheme of the Aussie Australian uh, species, you definitely want to check out Morelia Python Radio, or Morelia Pythons Radio. You can get there by going to blogtalkradio.com slash Morelia Python Radio, or just do a search engine search for Morelia Python Radio. And again, uh, this is hosted by a very good guy and, uh, you know, uh, an insider in the industry, Eric Burks, fantastic guy, he's building an awesome collection, I've heard a lot about him, and I've heard He's having some uh, just awesome guests on the program, too. So if you're into, you know, Australian species, Morelia, you know, carpet pythons, all that cool stuff, you definitely want to check out his program. And I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to invite Eric Burke to come on, uh, to come on this program and see if we can, uh, we can promote his program a little bit and, you know, have, maybe have a little joint effort going on. So, uh, Eric, that's an open invitation to you. I'll send you a message, see if you're interested in coming on uh, Reptile Radio to promote uh, Morelia Pythons Radio because uh, I think it's uh, you got a good thing going over there, and hopefully we can, you know, work out a nice partnership together. That, that to me that was just and that was even before you came, Owen. That was like oh, <laughs> that oh, was oh someone was after my gig, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you have to understand, like to me. That was like, and this is why, like a lot of people will say, or maybe they don't say, but wonder why I promote other podcasts, reptile podcast, and and that moment is exactly why because, you know, he 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 just he didn't know me. He just saw that I wanted to do what he was doing, but just in a different way, my own interpretation of you know what he sort of, in a way, like laid the groundwork for. It. In my opinion, that to me they were the first real legit reptile podcast and you know the thing that he always told me is is that you have to be consistent so like he burned that into my brain that you know if you're going to say you're going to do an episode every week you do it every week do not not do it because what kind of happened with reptile radio is just like you were saying owen like we took a couple weeks off and 
they just stopped doing it, you know, and then it would be like, ah, we're going to do it next time. Let's wait a week. Let's wait. Da, 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 and, that's, da. and that's what happened. I mean, I know we talk about how Jeff uh, has Corral's radio uh, going on right now, mm-hmm. but there have been a few times where I know Corral's radio has taken a couple steps back. I know that, um, uh, what is it? Uh, what, what is it called? Um, Oh, GTP Keeper Radio. Right. That thing. Um, they do it. Ooh. (laughs) Bill's a free agent. Right, Bill? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Bill's the only one who could take my job from me. Like, like he would... He could come over and Eric would fire me on the spot for Bill. I know that <laughs> for a fact. So it's um, it's just one of those things where it, it sometimes you got to find a sweet spot and sometimes you got to find what works out. And I've said numerous times we have just been lucky that nothing has really come up in our lives that has prevented us from doing the show. Yeah. Now we have this wonderful technology where we're going to record the podcast. And we can do it whenever we want. We do whatever the hell we want. It's like, you messaged me on Sunday. You're like, 8 o'clock good. I'm like, yeah, all right. It's like, and that's how it's worked. So, and that's great. Um, Hopefully we don't, you know, that's one of the things that we have, you have harped on from the beginning was consistency. And it's something that we want to make sure we always have something for you guys to listen to weekly. Um, we never want to have a point where we miss uh, a weekly thing because I feel like that would be the beginning of the end. So uh, yeah, because yeah. it's 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 all about. I mean, Riley, you're 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 a listener, right? I mean, you listen to the podcast and like you're a long time like, listener, like fifth time caller. What's going on? Right. I mean, <laughs> don't you? Wouldn't you be mad if you were like waiting on Wednesday and like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> like, where is it at? <laughs> people set the internet yeah. on fire when we miss a show it's like yeah. oh my god oh yeah 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 no you, you you have to be reliable otherwise people are they can't handle the uh the loop that they've just been thrown see i think young people probably don't understand like when i was coming up like if you wanted to watch a tv show you had to be there when the tv show actually played oh yeah like, not you, that, it's not that <laughs> much of a gap yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is is that like you know people start to like program their lives around those things. You know what I mean? Right. Like so, every it, Thursday night you're gonna watch you know whatever Seinfeld or right. Friends or ER whatever. You know what I mean? So you would be there at you know that time to watch that. And just mentioned all these shows that have been canceled for like ten years. <laughs> it's like... Exactly. That's what I'm. But, but but I'm saying like back then, that's exactly what you would have to do. Whereas right. now, you can watch it on demand. You know, and it's 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 kind of like one of those things. Like if you are driving to work on Wednesday, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have emailed me or messaged me and told me like, "Oh man, you make my drive that much better." And to me, that's sort of like what what's kind of kind of what it was always about. It's like to promote the hobby and to get people to listen and you know it because of how it was for me like for me that was mm-hmm. like i had a horrible drive it was like an hour and a half that i had to drive every day and it was there like was nothing to listen to yeah exactly so now i'm like now i'm listening to reptiles and i don't want that drive to stop because i want to finish this episode you know what i mean i was listening to uh, jeff and bill this morning when i when i was driving on corrales radio and you know there was like 15 minutes left by the time i got to work and i'm like 
Ah, I guess I'm the boss. I can stay in this. Yeah, like, dude, you can do whatever you want. I, <laughs> I mean, can listen to the rest of this. You know, but you still. can make them play it on the loudspeakers in the <laughs> shop, right? What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Attention, customers. Uh... <laughs> Y'all aren't going to listen to the show right now because I'm not done yet. Yeah. So that's where it sort of sort of came. And 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 what was awesome is is that people that Owen and I considered our heroes i don't know the people we looked up to however you want to say it like they just jumped on wanting to come on and you know that first season we just knocked it out of the park i mean we had anybody and everybody that you could possibly um think of that had to do with morelia i mean you know we had just it was just basically (laughs) i'm trying to think of the word like uh you know, um, what do they call that in baseball? When like the All Star team? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, you, sorry, Owen. Yeah, I know you're. Right. Keep, 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 just go. Yeah, just, right. Don't even try. Just go. Right. You're like, exactly. When, when the Eagles score a home run, no, no, no. No, Eric. I'm not that bad. Come on. I'm just. I know. I said that more for Matt because I'm kind of hoping he heard that and twitched oh. a little. Um, you know. Pin a note in that. What about Matt's setup at the at Tinley? Yeah, Holy dude, shit, man. Dude was on point. Did you see, see that, Riley? I did. I saw some photos, man. His color scheme and Tight, the way he man. has it all planned out is perfect. Tight. I got a drink to Matt and his setup, man. He was man. He was, yeah. He was, Cheers to Matt. Freaking good, dude. And that's the thing is, like, it used to be everybody had black freaking tablecloth, the same clear dude. damn acrylics, <laughs> and that was it. And but the like, genius is, is that it matches his snakes. It's I know. Genius. <laughs> and his logo and his things. It almost looked like he put a, he put effort into it. No so, shit. So, yeah, weird, right? So, I'm going to paint the picture, and I painted this picture many times. Back in 2011, this was mm. the first, this was the launch uh, right around Tinley time, actually, believe it or not. Um, the, the show I did was in September. The show right. that Owen did was at the beginning of October, and then the following day we did a show with Luke Snell, which is our very first guest, who was from Morelia and Wonderland, which again sort of shaped he's my. Not yeah. Well, he's not around anymore. Well, he's around, yeah. but he's not. He's around. He's, a, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, I'm just gonna. I, and I know I did this before, but I'm gonna read this off. Luke Snell, Ben. From Australian Addiction, Nick Mutton, Justin Julander. And that was the book tour where at the time the Carpet Python book was coming out. So now you had the podcast, you had the Carpet Python book, which, you know, was just amazing. Then you had um, Carpet Row for the first time at Tinley then, you know, and... In 2012 is when the very first Carpet Fest came about. But at, at this time, Owen and I were planning that first Carpet Fest um, just because we were just so jazzed about the whole Morelia family. It was just like, oh, my God, it was just just awesome. So, And think about that. The show had only been on for a couple months. And then the first Carpet Fest comes up in 2012. And Howard's just like, yeah, you can have it at my place. Cool. Yeah. And it's just like, what? It's yes. Like, because that's how tight everybody was. But the I thing mean, is, not the carpet not now, but we weren't. But that's the thing is that carpet fest now. Go to Eric's. I I, I know most of the people who were there, mm-hmm. and it's more like almost like a family reunion kind of deal. Mm-hmm. 
that first couple carpet fests, it's I knew you by your screen name. You are a completely unknown person to me. So, Correct. yeah, yeah. So, um, Nick Mutton, Justin Julander, John Battaglia of Morelia Trophy Club, Jason Bale and East Coast Serpents, Mona McAdams for Mojo Reptiles, and then, dude, I was so excited for this show. Mm. Blake Bauer coming oh, on to dick. talk about scrub pythons, <laughs> and I got sick. <laughs> and you, it's you so got f- deathly ill. And you were like, handle it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I used to do these outlines, and I still do some, somewhat to a certain extent. And I would tell them this is what we're going to talk, talk they're about. They're not as extensive yes. as they once were. Yes. I mean, it used to be that, and then I would go off script, and you'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm yes. like, I don't know. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stick with the script. All right. Right. So, so then we followed it up. With David Means, Chris Rendell yes. of Headhunter Reptiles, Michael Pinnell yeah. of Python and a Pear Tree. And I was we... sick for that one, wasn't I? I don't remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you told <laughs> us the story. You were on a date or some shit or something. Oh God, no! That was that was that was for the Morelia Magazine one. That was when I was dying. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so... right. Oh, the major announcement. Yeah. And yeah. then we came back with Blake Bauer. Was back Again. for more scrub talk, and then probably one of our most famous episodes is the Terry Phillip uh, episode, um, and then we had Rico Walder right after that. I mean, yeah, dude, you can't. That to me, that's just that's just the creme de la creme right there, man. I mean, the only well, person that's really not cool on there is you'd be Gene Bissett. <laughs> he know? comes later. Yes, you know, and think about it that way. We've had we've not had some of those people on for years, and yet. There are people who have – I really hope you've listened to this show and please just aren't going off of what we've said are some of the highlights of those shows. But like that Eugene Bissett one is mentioned all the damn time. Right. You know, and that's the coolest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. and also thinking back, it, it's really cool that, you know, we, we got to talk to Rico, yes. you know, before he passed. And yes. that's awesome. He was a great guy. And – you know, part of me thinks he would have been on many more times. Yeah. You know, and it, but it, like, I'm, I'm happy we got him on, you know, when we did, cause now that'll be around forever. So, yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. lucky to be able to, to talk to him for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, was, that even uh, took the, <laughs> a guy like him taking the time to talk to us idiots. And <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we, yeah. I, I, at that time, I haven't even bred yet. You know, my first parent, right. my first clutch was in 2012. Um, and I had no, um, <laughs> like I had no arboreal anything, I had nothing. So, yeah. Crazy. So, so yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of how it started. Um, and, yeah, we for a while we would do it on Saturdays. That was our day. And then I think. Being, we, in, my, being in my 20s, I kind of. You know, yeah. yelled in for that. Yeah. Oh, and kind of was upset about that. And uh, I was upset yeah, at I, that. Yeah. I can understand. So then we switched to Tuesdays. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, we went from there. And uh, here we are eight years later. Holy shit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, Rob, Rob Stone, uh, who's been uh, a longtime friend of the show. Um, I actually heard him on Reptile Radio too, and then he contacted me, and I don't even know what we were talking about, but just 
you know, the Shire, just... how much you missed it. You want to go back. <laughs> yeah. How do you uh, shave your feet? Yeah. What would you like for second breakfast? Like, yeah, I know. Right. It, it's yeah. How did two hobbits discuss things? Yeah, right. Exactly. Over tea. I'm, uh. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad Keith's coming with us this way. I don't have to like stand in the back of every shot, like photo we do. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> uh, so we're going to play. <laughs> so I'll put together some clips. We've never heard these, um, so this is going to be our first time hearing these clips. So I'm going to play them, and um, yeah, we'll go for it. We'll react. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Clip number one is called Bells On with Bottled Water and Danny DeVito. I always like to take a video of the animal like going back underneath some giant boulder that I could never move so I could show, you know, demonstrate that I did not collect the animal, you know, that it's back Look, I put it back. underneath yeah. the rocks yeah. and that kind of thing. I almost welcome a search at the airport to verify that I have nothing on me. I'm not bringing anything back, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm definitely on the list for uh, people to watch, you know, because I like <laughs> Australian reptiles. And I imagine if anybody, you know, that's listening that's really into reptiles and kind of, you know, more high profile mm. They may also be targeted in that way, so make sure you're, you know, obeying the laws and not not getting yourself into trouble. Yeah. Do you have a? I tell you what, you know, finding finding uh, something that you keep in captivity in the wild just really increases your appreciation and excitement for what you keep. Yeah. um, In my opinion, you know, it's like, and I, yeah, I almost. You, you just want to like follow the thing or you know, see where it goes and see what it does to experience what your snake should, you know, what, what, what their roots are, I guess, you know, you're doing a yeah. little, uh, genealogy on your, on your snakes when you go out field herping. And, um, I, you know, I definitely recommend it to anybody who's interested, you know, or that keeps Australian pythons, go find one in the wild. It's just a thrill. It's just really cool. I did a lot of the driving, and so, uh, you know, on the way home, I was just like, my eyes were closing against their, my will, you know, I was trying to keep them open and keep driving, but I'm like, this is getting unsafe, so I said, hey, Rico, do you want to drive, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go, and he, he, he was very good to go, because we were driving along, and he was cruising, you know, pretty fast through the, kind of, this is wilderness area, you know, out back in the Cape, and uh, so he's just flying along the roads, but all of a sudden, you know, he hit the brakes, and we screeched and swerved, and, and he barely missed this good, you know, 10, 11, 12-foot uh, scrub python that was crossed. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got, you know, of course, that woke me up nice and uh, awake, and we jumped out and, and checked out the snake. It even woke up uh, Dad and Dave, so they got to check it out as well. But we, you know, uh, took lots of pictures, handled it, uh, kind of, checked it out, watched what it did, and then safely escorted it off the road and, you know, got back to driving. But that was quite the uh, experience. And I'm pretty sure if I would have been driving, that poor snake would have been a road, you know, a bump in the road. Uh, <laughs> oh, for, uh, you guys would have been checking you know, him out flatter. So. He found this uh, water snake, a McClay's water snake, kind of, you know, uh, random clue that, that lives up there and, and I was posing it for pictures and the thing just kept wanting to go under I made a little like a little fake uh, uh, water area out of a bag and threw some leaves in there and stuff so I'm positioning the thing and it's you know it's, it's 
not really behaving. It keeps wanting to go under the leaves and under the water, and I'm getting crap pictures of it. And, you know, all of a sudden it's kind of had enough of me trying to wrangle it for a picture, and it turns around and bites me. And uh, and Michael said, and I, I'm like, oh, he bit me. And Michael's like, wait, what? He bit you? Oh, uh, we don't we don't really know how dangerous those are, you know. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, what? You've been letting me play with this potentially you know, dangerous snake? I, and, you know, it didn't do anything. I didn't even swell up or anything. So, you know, I, maybe he was messing with me or something. But it kind of got me uh, a little nervous and. Um, it, one of those nights chirping, you know, looking for green trees, we were uh, walking along this trail, and I saw uh, this dark snake. Um, you know, it was pretty dark out, and, I, you know, we had flashlights and stuff, but I caught a glimpse of a snake taking off. And, you know, instinctively, you kind of reach down and go to grab it, and then I'm thinking, wait a second, you know, Titans live out here. I'm not just going to grab anything that rolls by, you know. i got to make sure I identify it first. Right. But, so I know what you know, the hell it is before I grab it. <laughs> exactly. I, I stopped myself on time that I didn't, you know, quite quite grab it. And so mm-hmm. we were kind of the last ones in the gorge. It was starting to get dark, and my wife's getting a little nervous because she's she gets nervous around snakes. She was the the most awesome wife in the world to go with me and to put up with all this herping that we did. You know, I remember the the first night we went road cruising. You know. Um, she yeah. was like, you know, that was cool. And then the next night, I'm, we're getting, I'm like, all right, let's get ready to go road cruising. She's like, what? We went last <laughs> night. I'm like, honey, we're going to every night. <laughs> I'm like, this is what you do out here. I wasn't worried, but, you know, my wife walking across the parking lot, a lizard dove into the bushes, and she about smashed my hand, you know, like, out of fear. Like, what was that? Oh, there's another it's coming after us, you know. So it was pretty wow. entertaining. I, I tried really hard not to laugh at her, though, so <laughs> release the grip. It's just a lizard release. Although at one point, I, you know, I was on a dirt road uh, with no lines, and I forgot which country I was in, and there was this car coming at me, and I'm like, this idiot's coming straight for me. He's in the wrong lane. And then I'm like, wait a second, I'm in the wrong I'm lane. I'm in the wrong one. Oh, God. <laughs> Quick swerve to avoid a head-on collision, and everything's good, and I'm on my way again, you know. But, yeah, remember which uh, side of the road to drive on, or you could be uh, looking at uh, some some uh, deadly situations. <laughs> yeah. I have this uh, I have this dream of just uh, me, Owen, and maybe a couple other people just kind of, like, getting a tent and just <laughs> sleeping in the outback and just cruising yeah, around. That, and that, all goes, that all goes great until I'm bitten by a coastal taipan and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> so... Cruising Fog Dam, and Nick thought he saw a juvenile water python, and he was dangerously close to the water's edge. And we were encouraging him strongly to get up onto the road and not be so close to the water. And you know, you start seeing fish jumping out of the water. You know, something big is traveling underneath them. And oh my Nick God! He crossed bait, you know. And you know, I, if I ever go, to, when I eventually do go to Australia, I'm going to assume. Any body of water has a 12 or 13 foot crocodile that would love to murder me. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'm even gonna look at my bottled water with like a little bit of a glance of is it gonna come out of there? So you know, it's how you can even make that mistake is kind of how yeah. I guess people get complacent and you don't realize the risk and the danger. And uh, you know, they're 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 animals the size of SUVs that would love nothing more than to eat. And you're yeah. here, so guess what? Oh, yeah. 
uh, there's a few different things. You know, you you got to experience the Vegemite and you know some of the other things. <laughs> for the beer drinkers, there's a there. Uh, although nobody drinks Fosters apparently, so that's kind of the deal. <laughs> Over here, you know, the uh, Fosters, Australian for beer. They're like Fosters. What's that? You know, <laughs> is that that piss water? You know, that's disgusting. So. <laughs> Yeah. They don't, they don't, like, so don't go over there and ask for a big Fosters because you'll probably get a strange look and somebody will throw you out of their bar. But all this time, I think I'm over here, I'm drinking Fosters. I'm like, oh, yeah, this beer isn't that bad. You <laughs> I'm know? being and, Australian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being Australian here, living the, living the dream. And then, uh, yeah. I posted exactly. it up on Facebook and everybody's like, you're an idiot. That's not for us. We don't even know what that is. <laughs> Oh, and we got to make this trip happen. I mean, I I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I would love to make this trip happen, and I would be front row center to go diving into whatever bush we thought that something dove into to go get it, to get a picture of it. So, you know, and it would be fantastic. And I think I, I definitely have to do it before I leave this earth. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh maybe uh we should uh pick a date, you know, even if it's like a year and a half from now or something like that, you know, and push it out. Give yeah. it time to save for it and where we're going to go and all that kind of stuff cuz that would be pretty yeah. cool. I've ar- be- I've already getting I've gotten the go ahead from my wife that I'm allowed to go there, you know, and she'll <laughs> she'll stay back and uh you know, go there with uh some Herper buddies and, you know, just cruise around Australia and check yeah. it out. Yeah, so. and I, uh, I could definitely do it. It's got to, you know, like you said, the whole money thing about it, but all you got to do is uh, sell some snakes. Plan it out and get it ready, yeah. <laughs> sell yeah. some snakes. If people would just Stop buy some super caramels, I could go to Australia, but no. Plus, we'll be there. I mean, yeah. it's like a live-action version of the show. It's just standing in front of us. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And um, I will switch up my name tag. Like, one day I'm going to be like, you know, hello, my name is Mark O'Shea. on my little <laughs> name tag. And I'll oh. go as Eric Burke for the next day. It'll be great. Right. So. I'll be uh, Owen McIntyre. and. Um, there you go. See? Dan- yeah. Maybe Danny DeVito another day. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I'm Danny DeVito's stunt double. Oh, see now uh, it's just sad. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. And like uh, Eric said, you can definitely take delivery at Tinley Park because I'll be there with bells on. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh man, so bells on. Hey, hey, dude. You know my the proudest moment of. My NPR career is when people came up to you at that Tinley Park and went, he's not that short. I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> like, I built it up, you know. And also, I know we were talking with Justin um, last time. We are talking about how if if I took you to New Zealand, it would be to release you back into the Shire. And it would be like the end of some <laughs> Disney movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. yes. Be free. <laughs> 
Yeah, be free, Eric. Go. And it's like, you know, yeah. I don't yeah. love you anymore. I don't love you anymore, don't you see? Like, yeah. And then you kick off your shoes and you run back into the woods. Yeah. Right. Where so. you have to be real mean to uh, make me go <laughs> you away. Throw rocks you know, like, at him. Yeah. Stop it. Right. The radio sucked, man. It sucked. Uh, anyway. Uh, but no, that was good. I mean, it, that was that like the first trip we were planning to go to Tinley Park? I think so. And uh, yeah, I think that was your first trip because, like you said earlier, I go first, you come second. Yeah. R- Riley, have you been to Tinley Park? I don't remember. No, I have not been able to make the pilgrimage out. Yeah, but you get the Pomona show. Isn't that kind of like Tinley Park but over there? It sounds like it's pretty close. I don't think it's quite as big or as many vendors, but it's uh, it's like the California equivalent for sure. Okay. People aren't getting, like, tattooed in hotel rooms or, you know, uh, what are the other things that happen at Tinley Park? Um, yeah, there, there's plenty of shenanigans, don't get me wrong. Um, the last Pomona I was at, or maybe it was the one before, I vaguely remember staying up till like, 5 in the morning with Forrest and a bunch of other folks in the, uh, the VIP lounge and just absolutely regretting it and throwing up in a trash can on the floor the next day during the show at Brian's booth and being like puke green there. And some random guy saw me at a booth and he like came back 10 minutes later with a Sprite for me. Cause I looked that terrible. Thank you, and, sir. Oh, I still ended up having to go take a nap and like, dude, I, Brian fired me from camera duty that weekend and, yeah, yeah, he's since brought me back on for the macro shot, so you know where the money's at. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I don't get paid, um, <laughs> but no, there's there's plenty of shenanigans. It's just you know it's a different flavor because it's a different coast and different group of people. Like uh, we, we, well, I don't know about we, but I refer to Miguel Garcia. Um, from always evolving pythons, he's the uh, the big ball python name right now. Right. I refer to him as the uh, the US Arc stimulus package because <laughs> at the at the at the, the auction, dude just throws money just around throws like they're money uh, like, it, like that a one out of oh style, dude he yeah. like buys things and then gives it to people. He he spends like money on like. Uh, Oh, I don't even know. Paintings and unicorn slippers and bottles of liquor Damn, and dude. and he dude just goes ham on it because he he really wants to support the community really well and it ends up resulting in some shenanigans and the last time I was talking about like oh I I think I should probably head out you know uh, Dave Kaufman said Brian and I can crash in his room over at the hotel and he. <laughs> Miguel's got two 12 packs in his hand and he just looks at me and he just drops his hands and starts moping. He's like, Oh man. And there's like a bunch of people all disappointed in me. I was like, all right, I'll sleep in my car. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely goes down and it gets wild. It's just a different group. See, but Riley, you're a young man. Uh, I think a night yeah. like that would, I think I think the next morning we would see Eric turn to dust and blow away in the wind like yeah, that. Probably. I think that would kill him. <laughs> yeah, like, you uh, know? 
Dude, I, I sometimes behave like I'm younger than I should, and I regret that it about noon. <laughs> yeah, because the, the, uh, I, th- I wake up and I think I'm fine, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And then people are like, dude, you're still drunk. I'm like, oh, then I'm totally fine. And then it's, later, it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm hung over, and then it's like I'm falling asleep standing up. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, let's think about it. If, if you were to go to the big shows in the United States – you would go to Tinley Park in preferably October and March. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to Pomona. Mm-hmm. You would go to Arlington. Mm-hmm. What else am I missing here? Whew. Sacramento is coming up on that, man. Um, okay. And I and I have to plug it because it is in my backyard now. But they uh, they moved the venue to instead of the convention center downtown in the heart of like the capital, which is a pain in the ass on so many levels. Um, right. They moved it to this spot called Cal Expo, where they have like soccer games and gun Ooh. shows, and you know Slayer's World Tour final tour was there, and all this stuff. It's like this massive area of like different warehouses and venues and things, and it was so big. There was like a second section to the back of the building where they had the stage and 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 chairs set up for the auction. And and uh, Phoenix Herb Society had like the entire back section for all their venomous display, which was, gosh, it was probably the biggest one they've done yet. They come out every year, but I think they had like thirty or forty different venomous animals and maybe twenty different crocs out. It was just absurd. It, it was a massive space. And the best part about it was it was pretty spread out. Like, they had room to maybe add another 50, 60 vendors in there. So it's only getting bigger. So I think if we're putting together a list of, like, the top ones in the U.S., I think we need to Mm -hmm. save room for Sacramento in there. But, yeah, definitely Tinley, Arlington, and Pomona are probably the top three. I would say those are the top three. I would say that Sacramento is on its way up. I would like to see Daytona kind of breathe some more life into it mm. because mm-hmm. it's a beautiful convention center and it and and it's in an awesome spot where like you can go do snake stuff and there's plenty of stuff to do in Daytona, like Florida. I mean, go well, to the, the show history the behind it. Yeah. yeah, I mean that would be great. Um, I think if you go to the White Plains show. Uh, around this time or early spring, that's usually when White Plains is got its biggest crowd draw. Like that's when it's packed. That's mm-hmm. when there's a ton of people. That's when it gets I've got really good vendors. But um, I would say that there's not really. I'm trying to think of anything above Florida that would really count as a really cool big show. Um, and, and I really am struggling. And I wish there was still the. Uh, NARBC, like Philadelphia, or was mm-hmm. it in Philly? Because no, it'd be it was, really cool to have. Uh, it was, was right it? out. Uh, where is that convention center? Right outside of Philly, uh, not King of Valley Prussia. Forge. Valley Forge, yeah. Yeah, it would be really cool to have something in like all four corners, kind of a deal. Um, because I really can't think of a big show that's on the East Coast, but you know, um, if you really want to have a history involved in. Uh, reptile shows, you could always go to Hamburg. Dinner. <laughs> 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 Insert. <laughs> hey. 
Some of us vended Hamburg and uh, other stuff. Anyway. Come see um, podcast sensation Owen McIntyre at the <laughs> Hamburg show. <laughs> Get yourself I mean, some free fried chicken strips. <laughs> Take Dude, a selfie. I, He'll autograph I, it. I would. <laughs> always. I always. You have, to, you have to have, I've learned over the years that you have your signature and then you have the autograph. The autograph is not your signature. It's just a bunch of scribbles that you sign on things. But, you know, it's to get the personal signature is sometimes uh, better. I don't know. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Just someone stop me. But anyway. Play, uh, play another clip. Play it, yeah, please. Go on. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know what this is about, but it's called Eric the Baby Sea Turtle. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. Oh, God. I hear you breathing. Are you still here, Eric? Yeah, I actually was just going to stop in real quick and, uh, you know, because I'm on hold now Explain. with the airline. So <laughs> I, I'm on hold. No worries. I'm going to be in Australia, but it's just a matter of working out some things. I had like some flights once we got there, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy. So I, I'm going to leave you to it, man. And, uh, yeah. It's a terrible idea. To, uh, Every time that happens, it's a horrible situation. Uh, just females. That's not counting a whole, you know, all this other stuff. Uh, hold back the various. I, I hold back a bunch every year. So there's, you know, if you add in the stuff that's for sale and the secret brittles I don't tell anybody about <laughs> on my website, uh, probably a hundred and probably a hundred and twenty. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, don't, don't forget the other 34 species of python I keep, but just Brettles pythons. There's about I have to I have to limit it a little bit. Uh, and they they eat on the same schedule. Yes, schedule, Nick. Um, and uh, <laughs> the best uh, time. Of course, uh, Casey. Were you ever kind of a little nervous about this kind of stuff? Uh, do you want my advice, Owen? Do it. Go for it. Yeah, quit being a baby and just do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a brave young man. Damn. Yeah, yeah dude, back in uh, 2017, I took my hypo and my stonewashed brittle pythons down to 48 degrees, I and do. I got a clutch of eggs. So. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. One, yeah. two, one, another episode where Owen's being told to get his big boy pants on. So, you know. <laughs> Seems to be a theme. <laughs> but No, you're uh, asking Nick a question, though? Yeah, yeah uh, Nick, have you been to uh, this place to look for diamonds where Casey was? Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, I, don't, kind of, I don't know if that's yes or no. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> We'll see. I'll keep trying to see if I can get my hobbit to pay attention. But um, anyway, Casey, uh, so you found the diamond. Obviously, did you – are you allowed to touch it, or is it one of those things I, that I, – I cannot – okay, so I touched it. Um, I don't – I took a video of it. I don't know if I should post it, though. After you were done with that, where did you guys go? Um. Well, we went to Tasmania after that. You, oh, damn it. All yeah. right. That's, all right, all right. I, I, have a, I have a 
small obsession with devils. But anyway. I saw one. Um, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that if the Tasmanian tiger is officially extinct, that there's no way that there could be anything such as Bigfoot. Cool. Thanks, Casey. Oh, I saw moving a out there. No, yeah, they're all over the place. No, we're moving on. We're moving <laughs> on. <laughs> That's totally real. Damn it. Um, <laughs> and you can swim into this gorge. <laughs> so we're swimming in there a little bit. My buddy's he's terrified of water. Like, that's his thing is he's so scared of, like, any, like, dark water he can't see the bottom of. So I'm laughing my butt off, and I look over, and there's this eastern brown snake. And the <laughs> walls aren't that thick. So, like, five feet maybe is the most we got to be able to get away from this thing. Oh. Oh, and we're trying no, to, like, swim no. around it. It's like a Disney ride. You know, like, over, yeah, at, like yeah. at, over at the Disney parks, you're like, well, watch out, everybody. There's a, uh, there's a dangerous snake right there. Don't let it bite you, except it was oh real life. God. Well, this is what Eric gets to look forward to, but I think he's flying to New Zealand and then uh, oh, that's to so cool. Australia. Well, he has to go back to the Shire. I mean, he, he's returning <laughs> to his native home. He's like a baby sea turtle. Going back to the beach where apparently he was born. So, yeah. I was wondering where the baby sea turtle I don't, came you know, I, I, just, I just like how, and this is what, as much as I love the fact that we have better audio now, I feel that with editing, we miss out on some of the great moments where it's like, Nick, how about you, train? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just, that was great. You're like, have you, have you ever been to Diamond Python territory? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, okay. Like, no, not even skipping a beat. Just like, all right. Like, moving on. Like, <laughs> And then you try to go back and ask the question again. And it's silence. Oh, that's great. Oh, God, how the hell did we get to eight years? Oh, dear, oh dear. <laughs> That's great. Christ almighty. That was a but good it's, one. It's like we we became very, <laughs> Eric and I became very adept at rolling with the punches. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, every once in a while when we're doing this now, and he's like, I can edit that. I'm like, oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the, I'm like, my skills are put to, are not being used as much as they once were. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, doing the show live, you definitely we you people don't understand like how much behind the scenes stuff was oh, going on. God. I mean there's texting going on, there's like oh, you know and there was there there were some where you were where you were like deathly ill, but oh, you're yeah. still running the board and I oh, had yeah. to like try to get your attention. There was uh was that the uh, so this one this was the bread lie round table with Nick Casey and Oh my God! Who was the last one? Mark. Was it Mark? No. Um, was it Mark? No. No, it was. Um, uh, Austin. Austin was on it, and Austin. so was. Uh, oh, Ralph. Did, Ralph. Yeah, Ralph Polinski. Yeah. Okay, Ralph. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was all of them. Damn, and I'm old. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't right? remember I shit. But wasn't it that your flights to Australia, somebody had messed them up, so you were literally on the airlines. And I'm like, and now we no. cut away. I'm going to ex- 
I'm going to explain this story, right? So when we first originally were going to Australia, we flew into Brisbane. But at Mm -hmm. that carpet fest, that carpet fest before we actually went, right, everybody Mm -hmm. was telling us not to go at this time. Everybody had their own opinion on when the best time to go to Australia was, right? Um, Turns out they might not have been right. Because, like, when people went outside of that time, it's like they're just like, oh, check out this snake I found. Check out this thing I found. Check, you know what I mean? So, oh, look, I know in Pelly Python, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So um, we decided that we originally were going to go into Brisbane and then go out west, right? So we were going to drive out to where all of a sudden it starts to become the outback. and. Okay. I don't know if it was me or if it was Rob, because Rob sort of like puts together the the itinerary of the trip. I, I'm a, I'm just a guy that kind of goes along with the flow. Like, look, I want to see X, right? So we have to go where what you know. Obviously, is usually a carpet python. Um, so uh, he's like, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and then I was like. Well, I just I think I think I had watched some show about people in the outback and they like drove into the outback and at the remember when we had the show with Scott and he was talking about you have to make sure you have an extra tire and a thing of gas mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. all this water and all this stuff and I'm telling Rob I'm like Rob, we're going to need all this extra stuff. So then it kind of changed so the trip was then going to change to where we were going to go to Cairns. And we were trying to get this flight to Cairns, but the, so the flight to Australia was good, but Mm-mm. because it was all one airline. But then that changed, and we had already had these trips to Cairns, and now they conflicted with each other. So I was trying to get onto the phone to call the other airline company for us to fly from Brisbane to Cairns, and try to see if I could change that flight to a later flight so that we could actually, because that's where we spent the majority of our time was in Cairns, not in Brisbane. Um, but, yeah, it was, um, it was very stressful. This year, we didn't yeah. have that stress. <laughs> so, yeah. No more stress. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's just going to be a really cool time, in my opinion. I mean... I haven't been yet, but uh, I'm thinking it's going to be really kick-ass. <laughs> Dude, I hope we'll, so. we will be getting I, on. Yeah. We will be in LA at this time. Yeah, I, I, next I, week. I was talking to I was talking to the the better half, and I'm like, this time next week, Eric and I will be in the air on our way to Los Angeles, and and like that was I'm like, damn, yeah, I got to pack. Like I got to go get boots. I got. Um, we're telling Riley about the really cool walking snake sticks slash snake hooks that we bought, which mm. I mean, um, Crystal yeah. and me was making fun of us for our shin guards and our, uh, hats and, uh, <laughs> our, <laughs> our headlamps. And I told, uh, Eric that my headlamp has a strobe ability. So if he's wandering with Rob and he sees like a strobe, like getting thrashed about. It means it means I'm in peril, and that he is to come and rescue me. So, um, yes, we'll see if he gets there. But um, yeah, <sighs> it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be insane. 
Next also, year we'll, uh, we'll get Riley to go. He'll be coming with Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know why I we haven't to. made Riley do stuff. I mean, we should really make Riley do more stuff. He's more of like Riley is everybody's intern. Like I find out he films for <laughs> yeah. he comes with us. He's the he's everyone's unpaid intern. And it's That's like, right. wow, dude. Yeah. So gotta get him that, out there. That zoo yeah. life got me used to being broke. <laughs> <laughs> Working for free. Or close to it. Yeah. Damn. Don't now worry, I'm man. sad. <laughs> we'll sell some we'll sell some snakes and we'll get a ticket. Everybody go to the Teespring t-shirt spot and buy some NPR gear and Thank you. Know, you. We could get Riley a ticket next year. Yes. For for just a dollar a day, you could take this, this poor this poor zookeeper could go to Australia. It's like we zoom in close on Riley's face pouting yeah. and like you know it's sad. Sarah can, McLaughlin music. I can probably get the video footage needed to make that convincing. We can do this. I'm can I, can I yeah. use the picture on the Skype account? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one, he looks mad. It's, it's, a, it's a buy it or else face. It's like, right. you know. Take me to Australia, sons of Australia bitches. Or you'll never see Rob Stone alive. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, Without Rob, we won't know where to go. Right. So, yeah. Oh, all too right, good. So, all right, the next clip is called Half Credit Wet T-Shirts. Uh, wait, hold on. Half what? Credit Wet T-Shirts. You had t-shirts. me at Wet T-Shirts. No, it's not. It, we're the only people on the show, Riley. Don't get excited. <laughs> 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 it's called Half Credit Wet T-Shirts and Weeks with the Croissant Bandit. What? Who's the Croissant Bandit? Oh, I can't wait to hear how this one ties. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Is Owen just talking about, about a wet t-shirt contest or something he's participating in? Or was that? Easy, I was making the kids like something to eat, and then at the last minute, I just I just caught the last little bit of that, and you're I got the distinctive presence of a wet t-shirt contest with Owen involved, and that I mean that's worth the price of admission right there. You get a t-shirt, not a wet t-shirt contest. Well, I, I told you upgrade you that. That's a very easy jump to make, right? To a wet t-shirt. I understand. Yeah. I apologize for my. Picture Owen and Owen and Zach in wet t-shirts and. <laughs> so like, well, now that no one's uh, coming to Carpetsville. <laughs> yeah, now that, that just might have sunk the whole prospect of the whole thing right there. Yeah, true story. Fatty man boobs. <laughs> That's what I, said. I don't want to think about right now. Yeah, you you guys have inspired me to uh, to do the same. So 2016 is uh, heading out to I Australia. To go, man! You're supposed to go with us. I know. It's, you picked there, the worst time of the year. In the back seat, man. <laughs> We're even gonna make you ride in the trunk. We would have given you actual proper seat. Oh <laughs> man, it would have been so much tighter. Ugh. Oh man, Ryan the whole time paranoid about how many butts in the. I mean. <laughs> You're in the middle of nowhere, so you've got to have, you know, a lot of water, things to drink, food, because you're not. You might go, you know, a good bit between, you know. You gotta, you gotta get extra food because Nick likes to eat other people's food. Oh man! <laughs> you, you, you eat one, you eat one thing of croissants, and you're branded for life. I swear. One thing. One? You mean you mean Ryan? Oh my God! More packs, and I think I had one. <laughs> but for the record, for the record, this is uh, this man is good for the rest of my life. I'll be haunted for eating these croissant, these old, stale ass croissants. that came in like a four pack from like a 
If you can imagine the freshness of the baked goods you get at a truck stop in the middle of a mining town in Western oh, Australia. Oh, man. <laughs> we didn't have any, like, saran wrap or anything or any clink plastic wrap. So he opened it, and it just, like, it just exposed the air. So, like, a couple of days later, they're pretty pretty much biscotti at that point. And I, I did, in a weak moment, I did consume another man's uh, stale croissants, for which I'm, I will never be, uh, I will be banished for, uh, for all time. But, that uh, was uh, ten days of a weak moment, man. Oh man, it was. Uh, <laughs> the croissant bandit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm guilty as charged, I guess. Okay, so I got a question in from uh, from Zach Baez, and uh, he, you about know, he's chorizo he's... hot dogs. I was like, oh, it's like chorizo hot dog. I'm like. Like Zach, I thought you were trying to get in shape, but that does look amazing. I'm sure. <laughs> Pretty sure chorizo. I'm trying to figure out where the fitness plan where chorizo hot dogs are on are on that, but uh, uh, it looked like the best uh, thing I've ever seen in my life, too, for the record. But uh, big fan of chorizo, but okay, sorry, um, <laughs> there must be a thousand small species of elapids, but Australia only has like two kinds of snakes: pythons and elapids. If you don't know what it is, it's an elapid. Any imbricata? My dream species? <laughs> yes, but not in a traditional sense, I suppose. I mean... Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you guys tell that story. Yeah, well, we found a dead one. That was uh, oh. one of the heartbreaks, a really big, really big one. Oh, man. man. Dead. Um... And then uh, we were driving back to Perth, and we were all depressed about not having seen an uh, imbricata. And since none of us had actually ever seen one in the flesh, we were driving by a pet store and thought, well, what the hell, let's go take a chance. We saw a live one. We hailed a live one, but it not counts, how we I don't care. This counts. Uh, that doesn't care. count as a field find. You could say you've seen one, but it doesn't count. We held a live one and we found a flat one. That between the two, we should get credit, I think. It's like a C right there. It's like a C. We count for like point five of an imbricata or something. Yeah, half of one. Yeah, half. Let's get half credit. But I tell you, it's like you search for these rare things, and when you finally find one, if you find it, you're it's a. You see a bunch of grown men kind of frolicking around, dancing around. It was just kind of. Uh, I would have to say it was frolicking. I think that would count as frolicking. I mean, in the middle of the night, we were just like overwhelmed with like joy. I think Ryan even made a a gravel a gravel angel when we found that. That that olive It was pretty awesome. It was like one of the Fine there. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. That was... <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a funny story. Ryan getting delirious from exhaustion and dehydration. You can't just... I didn't like think it was that humorous. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's funny now when you realize you're not going to die after... Okay, he didn't die. Now this is funny. Going to these places and seeing this stuff, you kind of like... I totally get how people can spend their whole lives and waste their family fortune trying to search for sunken treasure ships and stuff. Because kind of that same mentality, you're kind of like, yeah. you don't know what exactly. around this next corner, the next one more pass, the next one is going to be it. You just in any, you can see nothing for three hours, but then you find one thing, and it's like that huge surge of adrenaline. Woo! You know, king of the world. Trip of a lifetime. 
So when you guys right. you start looking for airfare right now, we got plenty of show left. You guys can find your tickets already tonight. That's the way to 2016, man. You know what a great yeah. motivator is to do this something, to make it happen, is just buy the damn tickets. Since tickets are non-refundable, you'll figure it out. You just buy the tickets. <laughs> you're going. Because you can yeah. make excuses about buying the tickets, but you once you've done that, once you bite the bullet and buy them, then you're you're going. So it's just a matter of then you've got no choice. So you light a fire under your own ass to make it happen. He has a yeah, so <laughs> when Nick called me, Nick called me, he's telling me about this trip, and he says, you know, that we're, they're doing this and blah, 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 and would I be interested in going? So I talked to my wife later that night, and I'm like, oh, man, they're going – uh, you know, to Australia, and she's like, "You should just go. You should just do it. You know, stop, stop being a freaking baby, and blah blah blah, and all this stuff." And then I, I'm not realizing like when it is, what time of what what the time frame is, and I come and look at the calendar. Yeah, it's right at Thanksgiving, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, so when you're, you guys are going on the 2015 expedition? 2016. That's when we're going. Yep. 2016. <laughs> pussies, you got a whole. You got like 11 months left. Over 11 months left in this year. Yeah, I got some snakes. Eight. I got to pay off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Ryan's a serial killer, man. And, uh, wildlife. <laughs> yeah, we're driving around with. And there's so many kangaroos, and they're not. Uh, they're yeah, they're pretty neat, but they're not the smart. They're not smart animals. First, he. Ryan managed to do the impossible in that he hit an owl in the air. Like, how do you know the owl hit us? The owl hit us. I was going to say, I didn't do anything but straight ahead. The owl hit us. The owl yeah, the probably didn't do that. He committed suicide. The owl's yeah, accounting yeah. would probably be different than that. All you can do is really put yourself in the right place. To have a chance to find these things, and then and then hope you get lucky. I mean, and, but we we definitely uh-huh. did that. We were in position to find almost everything. Hey, that driving on the left road. <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody, that's kind of something to get used to. They, everyone mm-hmm. will have that moment when you're driving around in Australia where you almost kill everybody. <laughs> uh, everybody has right it. Down. Everybody has it. We all did it. I did. I, I had mine. You know, eight years ago, my first trip, I had that moment. I pulled out on the wrong way into traffic and almost killed everybody. So just oh you know, you'll, it'll happen when you guys go. At some point, you will all literally almost die because you're going to pull out in the wrong lane of traffic just out of habit. And it won't be like when you first get the rental car. It'll be like a day later or something. In the morning you'll pull out and then you'll do it. It won't be because when you first get, you're very Really paying attention. It's when you almost get comfortable with it, then you'll screw up. That's great. You guys got to do it. 2015, no reason to wait. <laughs> yeah, go. Don't like go it now. October, go do it now. October 2015, make it happen. You can't figure it out in like eight months, nine months. Why wait? Why put off for another year? What if you get hit by a bus? You, then you would have missed your chance. Uh, how dark is it at night? I mean, it's got to be dark as hell, right? It, there's <laughs> I mean, no light pollution over there. It is, it is way darker than it is here. Wow. Yeah, that's one of the most beautiful things is you look up at the stars because you're yeah. sleeping outside or whatever, and you can see so many stars because there's no lights, no pollution, there's nothing. It's like you can see just this. You can literally, 
at one point, I can't remember where we're at, but you could see the Milky Way. You could see that it, we're in a spiral galaxy because you can literally see the band of stars where it's a lot more dense because that's the Milky Way. You can see our galaxy or our yeah, you see why neighborhood. Which, you know, it, it really, I don't know, it's, it's something. Well, we don't have near the light pollution over here, you know, you East Coasters, so... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's something. It's, We're afraid it's, of the uh, dark. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Australians and ill-fitting footwear, but every time in Australia, there's like you know, wherever the Australian guy you have with you is, there usually seems to be one. They're like always wearing like, like the flip-flops that don't even fit, so like their entire heel is on the ground. It's like three sizes too small, you know, while grabbing, while messing with some. King Brown or something in the road where it's a you know poorly fitting flip flops like well, that's giving you some foot protection. And his brother Simon, <laughs> Simon's wearing flip flops and I've never seen somebody get so fucking burnt. His feet are so burnt. He looked like a freaking hobbit. You watch the Lord of the Rings movies oh and the giant God. swollen oversized prosthetic feet. His feet were like that but red. I couldn't believe they were, oh, his, his flip-flops, the little strap things that keep it go over your toes on the top of your foot and a pair of flip-flops are literally cutting into his flesh because his foot is not only, it's so beyond burned that it's actually swollen to like twice his normal size. And he's still wearing the oh same flip-flops. And they're just, I took pictures of his feet and I, I talked to him at the Portland show just this past weekend. He says, they're still not right. They're so bad. They're never you know, going to be right. They're, they're still... <laughs> Your still feet still aren't right from that. There was that. It's like, how did you not know your feet were getting just, just totally barbecued? How do you not notice? Yeah, that? the sun. You know, the sun there in Australia is pretty intense. So when you guys go, make sure you wear plenty of sunscreen. Take that. That's a very good tip. That is a very good tip. It's <laughs> uh, once again, Nick kind of just gets on the mic and we kind of just let him talk and he slays. Yeah. Because it was just. <laughs> Uh, I, I forgot think... about the croissants. I forgot about the croissants. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. about that episode too. Yeah, that was. I like that one. That was that was a good one. <laughs> but we were supposed to go in 2015, Owen. It's 2019, right. and, <laughs> and we were supposed and we were supposed to have a wet T-shirt contest at Carpet Fest. There's a lot of things on the show that never happen. Okay, right? God. Oh dear. Um. Yeah, I I do love how Ryan just kind of like puts Nick in his place. <laughs> Every just, once in a while, Ryan yeah, yeah, just yeah. steps in and smacks him down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, oh, that's great. I don't know. It's <clears throat> now I, I forget who told us. It was I don't know if it was you or if it was a Nick thing, but it was the when you look up at the sky and you just realize that you're just a monkey sitting on a rock. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's. I can't. <laughs> Dave Kelly used to say that. He said, "I'm just a yeah. smart monkey sitting on a rock in the middle of the universe." Like, yeah, yeah, we're just a monkey sitting on a rock, <laughs> spinning through the universe. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I imagine looking up at the sky in Australia is really gonna be nuts. So, oh, dude, you you have no idea. You have no yeah. idea. Oh man. All right. Jesus. You, let's see. Um. This one is called, well, oh, beer. Oh, beer? Wow, buddy. It's called Monkeys and Oven Mitts. What? So it's called. Wait. It's called Monkeys and Oven Mitts. All right, go for it. October. Uh, we're going in October. Right. The end of yeah. October. Are you yeah. going, Owen? I'm going. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Dude, I couldn't it's your first time, isn't more, it? It is. But I couldn't stand one more year of sitting here across from him every Tuesday and being like, well, Owen, if you had ever been to Australia, you'd know that I'm like, oh, my fucking yeah, God. He just like, doesn't no, understand. Go. <laughs> Nick, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. He, he'll see. It's he'll so, see. It's so, it's like the funnest time you're ever going to have. It'll be like right. gross and itchy and uncomfortable at times, but. Dude, your first python you find in a while, you're going to be dude. like, it's going to be like this amazing, you're going to be blown away. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to dude. see Owen, uh, Owen, you <laughs> wrangling some Alaskan. <laughs> I was, um, they, 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 they've already kind of told, like, the group has already said I'm not allowed to touch anything first because they're <laughs> worried I'm going to jump in the bush and get myself killed. So, you know. Yeah. No, no. They're going to make you wear, like, a pair of mittens or something. Like you <laughs> duct, duct tape oven mitts to my hands. Like, yeah. till, you're not allowed to touch anything until a grown-up gets here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hold my hand, Owen. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear one of those, like, what? kid harnesses, and Eric's just going to have, like, a leash and just so he can <laughs> keep me from running around. Well, like, you, like a little, you see, like, little kids where it looks like a, it looks like a backpack, but it looks like a monkey's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, an adult size one of those. <laughs> where you're like, no, yeah. no. Yeah. If also you see like little dogs on those harnesses, where it's like a like at a reel where you can reel them in, kind of. Yeah, exactly. It's like you little harnesses. Like, like, like reel them back. Get back here. No, nope, bring him in. Yeah, no. Uh... Yeah, you guys will have you guys will have fun. I can't believe Owen's actually going this time. Oh, I know. You know, (laughs) the massive amounts of peer pressure, plus, you know, I finally actually had spending money. So, (laughs) you know, stop buying snakes. So, really, you're basically the only place you can eat are like roadhouses and truck stops, basically. So, you pretty much subsist the entire time on whatever Australian truckers eat. Turns out, not a lot of healthy choices. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not getting 17 pounds (laughs) in 13 days. 17, I'm not kidding. 17 pounds, which shouldn't even be biologically possible, like, to lose that much. <laughs> you think, like, oh, that's probably just me and all this, like, salty crap, and it's just water, and you're just pissing out, like, when you get back. And nope, nine pounds of it was genuine fat. Nine oh, pounds. Like, because like, within, like, ten days, I had lost about half of it, but half of it was real, and I couldn't believe it. Why do you say all these... You don't need to have a bunch of wet wipes. Um, okay. Just so I'll, I'll take those out of my bag. You know, no, <laughs> no, no tons of wet wipes. Yeah. You know. Come on, Owen. This is good. Oh, this is man. good. I'm learning. Yeah. You're learning. So, Meat pie. Yeah. Oh, my God. roll with ketchup. Yeah. No yeah. wipes. <laughs> no wet wipes. Um, leave my pedicure kit at Coffee. home. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, Ice I got you. Coffee. <laughs> it's all good. Ice break. Ice Ice Dude, I already found yeah. pictures of the bottle and I saved it on my phone. I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. Okay. Have you had success with Woma eggs? What's the secret? Yeah. What? I mean, no I know they have to be kept. <laughs> that, that's good. Good job. That's a great. That, just what we needed. Over. <laughs> <laughs> this has been tips with Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. 
um, (laughs) It's so funny once you read these and then you start listening and you're like, okay. Okay, yeah, you remember them. And it's like now I'm afraid, you know, obviously if we didn't, I'm worried now that Riley's going to send a monkey backpack. And it's all I can think about right now. <laughs> look, look, Wait, what is the, like, what's your address again, Owen? Birdsboro, what? <laughs> no, get the hell away from me. You, no, because I'm not going to pack it, but it's, I got, I, somehow I got in my head an image of like a picture of me like running towards a tree with like the backpack on and you holding the other end of it, like trying to, <laughs> trying to hold me back. But like running like a, like a little toddler runs with their arms yes. stretched out. <laughs> like a T-Rex. <laughs> with reckless abandon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Ooh, shiny. It's like, no. It's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're going right for the crocodile. Ooh, look, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah. No, Owen. <laughs> no, Owen. Not no. until the adults look at it first. <laughs> Just keep a rolled up newspaper nearby and smack them no. across the face. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> oh, you wait, great. Keith. Do you have your do you have your walking buddy, Owen? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, that's great. Poor Keith. I, I feel like I keep feeling like we're going to break him. Like I don't. <laughs> Keith, the Keith McPeak that returns will not be the Keith McPeak that left because you know he's going out with the three of us, which I already told you. I'm glad he's coming this way. I don't have to be in the background of every photograph <laughs> behind you and Rob. But you know, it's like yeah. <sighs> this one is called Owen is a soft human. Oh. Well, we already knew this. I mean, I don't even... <laughs> what the hell is this going to be? I don't know. The trick with uh, Walmas is not so much getting them to produce eggs. It's the eggs going the distance because they can be kind of tricky. So, Listen, uh, I am a very, you know, soft uh, human and can take care of very, like, you know, gingerly take care of these eggs myself and... With the utmost care. <laughs> oh, very good, Ben. Very yeah, good. Go. <laughs> it's going to be dead. terrible. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. So, we'll see uh, though. When I get them, we'll figure it out. Wait, hold on. I have to pause this for a second. No, I'm a soft human. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. talking about that. Why won't anybody tell me about Walmart eggs? <laughs> Nick has a smart-ass comment. You tell me you're a soft human and you're gingerly touching these no, eggs? No, no, God what damn I'm it. Is, no, what I said is that, first off, you and I both know that I am the opposite of that. I'm a bull in a china shop. On a good day, I kick over at least four things a day. So <laughs> with the Walmart eggs, my problem is that I kept trying to move them and I had them on water suspension. And every time I moved them, the water would go fucking everywhere. And I'd be like, oh, God. Then I'd spend the next 20 minutes drying everything off. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that I am not this. And you should never listen or do what I'm doing. So, there you go. All right. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> Also, the only Wilma eggs I've gotten, I've murdered horribly. So, <laughs> so don't take my so advice. You're, so your soft, gingerly approach is not I, something I am, to... <laughs> I yeah apparently I it, the soft ginger way is not to go I should just kick open the incubator <laughs> rip the eggs out shake them about and then put them back in and then I'll get walmas all right fair enough let's see yeah. <laughs> the trick with uh, walmas is not so much getting them to produce eggs it's the eggs going the distance because they can be kind of tricky so listen uh, I am a very you know soft 
uh, human and can take care of very, like, you know, gingerly take care of these eggs myself and with the utmost care. <laughs> oh, very good, Ben. Very, yeah, they're very doomed. Good. It's going to be terrible. So, yeah. yeah. We'll see. So, we'll see, though. Uh, when I get them, we'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot to mention that. Uh, I have to take that little dig for, for Matt. Um, you don't have to. You, Matt. you don't have to. You really don't. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, Owen? Eagles won the I, Super Bowl. <laughs> I, yeah, yes. Yes, they did. And I was among very, a lot of Eagles friends when they won. And I got to talk to my brother on the phone and they all took their digs. So trust me, it was, it was good. When you went to Alice Springs, did you find any bread lie? <laughs> if I told you what happened, you probably wouldn't believe it. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do tell. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is my first this is my first herping trip to Australia. Okay. My first time to Alice Springs. Never. I don't know what to expect. So I'm. I get there. I'm alone. I get there, and I'm staying at this place called uh, the Ross River Homestead, which is in the McDonald Ranges uh, east of Alex, Alice Springs. And um, I drove out there in the afternoon. It's incredible. The McDonald Ranges are beautiful. And um, so I get there. I get settled in, and then I'm going to go out. It's starting to get, you know, sun's starting to go down. I'm like, okay, let's let's, let's go see. I'm I'm ready to try this, and so. <laughs> I go down the Ross Highway right after dusk. First pass, I go down. I'm like, okay, let me turn around and go back. I loop, I turn back as I'm heading back east near, I'm coming up on this turnoff to uh, Trofina Gorge, which is a, a national park area there. And right there in the road in front of me is like a five foot bredelie. No, it's wow. awesome. <laughs> And I couldn't believe it. I hit the brakes so hard in my car, like all the gear in the back seat went flying <laughs> forward, hit me in the back of the head. All the stuff ends up on the dashboard. I'm like fumbling to put the car in, in park, and meanwhile the thing is moving. And I'm trying to grab my headlamp and all this stuff, and I'm like falling out of the car. And I run up to it and I pick it up, and it was just incredible. It uh, had a scar on its tail, uh, so it was probably a male. Um, I just marveled at it. I was godsmacked. I couldn't believe it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Owen. You want to talk some breeding? Owen? Did we lose Owen? We lost <laughs> Owen. <laughs> All right. Well. And I know we I know we touched on temps a little bit earlier, but. Uh, what? Hello. I think we lost Owen. <laughs> Owen <are> Hello. There? <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know what he was going to ask. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, Owen. Did you have anything you want to you want to jump in and before you get cut no, off? No, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm right here. I'm right here. Which you know, I may not be here in a second, so I have no idea what the hell's going on. Oh man, we got to get to Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I listened yeah. to your show and uh, 
seems like you guys keep saying, oh, we got to get down there, we got to get down there. Oh, you never go, right? I the lottery, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, we've started the planning process um, for... Again. Um, I think we're going to try to go around February of next year. I think that's when we're going to try to go. Huh. Spectacular. So you guys are going to go in February? Uh, Let's try. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about Owen, but like you know, we, Owen's we going to try to sell go. every snake he can to go, and that's how we're going to do it. So it's really not you know. that expensive, right? I, mean, I know, it's not, but it's like still crazy. got other stuff. You know, Jesus. It's not like it's like fifteen grand to go, right? Right? I mean, I don't right? know. Right? Right? No. <laughs> What it is is like, you know, because I know Owen needs like this length of time to get his shit together. So like we <laughs> give him a big cushion <laughs> so that he can't He's have any wrong. excuses. <laughs> because you know that if I go to to Australia and Owen doesn't come and I come back, he, he'll never hear the so end mad. of it. And I'll he'll be just so be mad. mad. He will. Uh, you'll, you'll quit the show. and <laughs> I will. It'll be it. That'll be gone. That'll be the end of it. Stuff to keep so you going, like, just in case. Sounds like a hell of a good time. So yeah, that's a dream trip, man. Train. Yeah, it is. Awesome. You gotta watch out for Andy the road trains. Candy bars and carpet. Road. Yeah. What was it? Road trains. Road trains. You know the big, the big trucks out there in the outback. Oh, oh, that oh. Are, gotcha. That are hauling like cattle and stuff. They're like, you know, really, really long, and oh, uh, the the roads out there are narrow. So when you see one coming. You got to get off the road or get way, way over on the shoulder and just let them pass. And they kick up stones and dirt and everything, and they'll crack your windshield. And <laughs> so you got to oh, really wow. get off the road. Yeah. I know why he put that clip in there, because mm-hmm. that's what happened to us when we drove to uh, out west um, to Chigolo. Chigolo. What the hell? What, what the hell? <laughs> I, what the hell? <laughs> I'm going to edit that part out. Yeah, no. <laughs> See, this is, again, that's why I hate the fact that we can edit now is because you're going to take away something uh, gold. Now Rob won't have this for when we do a show 10 <laughs> years from now. Oh, look. Look, Riley, he committed to 10 years from now. So. I, what? I... We all heard it. Damn, it's there. Uh, so, yeah, I forgot about that episode we did with Dan. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going to be – oh, man. I'm, it's so funny, though, that it's like I said there that you're going to be sick and tired of me saying about Australia. I was. I like, was you curious. are. You're done. But I like that's the only like, way I could get Owen to go. But I also like it because it's like we're going to go in February, and then you cut in as I'm listening to this clip. Didn't happen. I'm like, I know it didn't it's like I think Rob did – like, you know, Rob did this, and then Rob had something to do tonight so that he could just, like, put the daggers in and, like, just really twist them of, yeah. like, the – you know, we're finally going after years of promise. It's like, all right, God damn it. Yeah. So we are going now. So learn from us, Riley. Don't say that you're going to do something and never do it. Yeah. Don't the next time yeah. you carpets and coffee, don't make horrible promises to spend thousands of dollars that you don't have. So 
Well, that's that's easy to do because I I don't have thousands. See, there you go. <laughs> don't promise. <laughs> God, there you go. Oh. Um, For a dollar a day, you can donate to this. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, Dude, I am going to find some like that music, the it's, arms it's of the angel, sad, and I'm just going to like music. I'm going to insert it right in there. Photos of Riley yep. looking sad, random places, and we could totally get it. I'll Dude. get you some photos, Owen. Thank you. <laughs> at, the, at, the end of, at the end of this episode, Owen, we're, we'll be quiet, right? And then yep. you just you just say. Exactly what she said, <laughs> and then I'm gonna put in the arms of the angel underneath of it, and then you're gonna say, uh, "Also, oh God, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> gonna be great." <laughs> put right. that on a T-shirt. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, right. this is. I wish I had more talent when it came to like Photoshop and design and things like that because. We could put so much crap on T-shirts and just oh my god, yeah, so much things and so many cool stuffs. And I do think we need a poster of the official drinking game rules of NPR, and we may need to like expand them or put the original rules down. Like you know, every once in a while you look at a poster, and it looks like somebody took a sharpie to it and wrote in stuff. Yes, but like it's actually part of the poster. Yeah. So like we have the rules, but we've added some or altered them and stuff like that. I think, I think Ibracata would have to go in for I think, zebra. I think, oh yeah. <laughs> you could oh, have like yeah. different editions. You could have like the the 2012 edition, the the millennial edition, the revised edition, the Australia trip actually happened edition. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do also wanted. I also wanted a T-shirt that's kind of like a band. T-shirt that has all the different carpet fests, as well as all the big Ooh. shows that we talked about. Oh, almost yeah. like a checklist kind of a deal. Like you could go to these things, and if you've completed them, kind of a deal. Yeah, uh, I would buy two what, of those. Yeah. What What do you win, Owen? <laughs> you, you win if you go to if you in a in a calendar. No, hold on. You I win to, a I have snake to, hook with a flask. Bill. I have to phrase this correctly, otherwise I'm going to end up in a very bad place. If you go to all those things in one calendar year, all carpet fests and all the major shows, I will potentially go Bigfoot hunting with you. Oh. <laughs> he said oh, it. This is happening. <laughs> He's acknowledged its existence a second time. Oh, no. Yeah. But I'm this is a, yo, <laughs> oh, and this is like when your girl says that she's ready to do something that you've been waiting for her to like bring up and like you just, up. Like, <laughs> you just been like maybe eventually she'll say it and she said it. Yes, we're going Bigfoot hunting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man. Just saying. If you can, uh, um, you know, it's like. Uh, Get it all done and it's get not the getting t-shirt out, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, of course not. You're gonna screw me with that. And then Owen walks side saddle for three days after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would yo? How fucked up would it be if you really go Bigfoot hunting? Well, no, somebody? then I have to kill you because I if think I'm the out in the woods with you, if <laughs> no, we could, wait. we could probably pull some strings and get the guys from that Discovery Channel show to like, yeah, yeah, they're not doing anything. Put it on TV. If Eric and I, if, like, let's say Eric and I go herping in the woods, and by some miracle, Bigfoot comes in front of us. Yes. I now have to murder Eric because 
he'll come back and tell people <laughs> what we saw and that there is definitive proof that yes. I have to eat so much crow. Yes. So I'd rather commit murder <laughs> of a very Let's good see. friend of mine than to live with this. But see, Owen, he'll have a he'll have the monkey leash backpack. I know, and I won't, so. it'll be very hard to get him while he's like pulling on it or wrapping me around a tree. Uh, he'll, he'll just he'll just I'll stub you up on a tree like a gator. Exactly. Uh, when uh, I can see it right now, Bigfoot will walk across the front of us, and Owen will Eric, look at me and he'll go, "You know what has to happen, right? What has to happen now, right? <laughs> we have to kill him." <laughs> One of those moments where after after it, it leaves us and Eric and I sit there in silence for about two seconds, both of us know what has to happen now. <laughs> and we're just waiting for the other to make the move. Am I going to kill him? Is he going to run? Uh, that kind of a deal. So, yeah. Right. That's when I pull the backpack. I should have ordered you a stun gun, too. <laughs> Give me a taser. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's been prepared for this. He just tases me. Uh, like, yeah. I know. My reaction was, I swear to God, man, it's just like, you know, like your girl's like all of a sudden like, oh, I think we should try this. And I'm oh, like, really? oh, oh, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. All right. The problem it's... is, is I'm sitting here and I'm like. I have to phrase this correctly. I'm going to end up in the woods with the imbecile. It's yes. going to be like, he's going to be like, shit, he did he's do it all. He's the only one that can do <laughs> it all, like, man. I can do it all. It's like he's the only one I know who could possibly do them all. See, uh, Ian, you, you know, you do this carpet fest and you do all these things and you seem to be able to make shit happen. But Travel everywhere, yeah. Challenge to you, my man. <laughs> challenge. Be careful. Ian makes his own schedule. Yeah, dude. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one is right. called Spiders, Soul Prep, and Beetlejuice. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready to do this? I am totally ready. My soul is prepared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin. All right, then. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey, to you. Glad to have you. <laughs> oh, good to be back. Uh, glad uh, Owen's soul is, soul is paired. That's a, yeah, that's always, a good thing. Yeah, always. <laughs> I say random topic that. to trip him up. Already. I, 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 if I can say something that trips him up every episode, it's a good episode. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, a labor of love for sure. Right, Owen? <laughs> oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. I woke up one morning and I had an email alert for cheap tickets to Australia. And they were like $450 round trip tickets. And what? I'm like, this has got to be too good to be true. You know, so I opened the website, you know, click on the link, of course, and check it out. And sure enough, you know, there's tickets you can purchase for $450 round trip or somewhere around there. It was really cheap. And so I'm like, holy crap. And I, you know, woke up my wife. I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking the kids to Australia. You know, I'm, I'm going to take a, a three oldest <laughs> kids and, and go to Australia. And she's like, sure. Sounds good. And so I'm like, okay, I'll ask them when I get home from work, you know, thinking, cause you know, I don't know, planner, you know, that planning side of me, like making sure they want to go, like they wouldn't want to go. But anyway, <laughs> so I get home from work and 
say, hey, kids, who wants to go to Australia? And my three oldest are like, yeah, let's do it. And so I go back to buy the tickets, and, yeah, they're long gone. <laughs> and the back up to, you know, $1,500 a piece. And I'm like, oh, crap, this is not going to go well. So, oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, kids. Uh, you know, the, uh, oh. they were kind of – they were bummed out, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I'll keep my eyes open and find cheap tickets again, you know. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because, you, you know, I've, I've been several times now, and I've tried to find diamonds. We've looked pretty intensively on a couple of the trips, like gone out, you know, bushwhacking, looking for these diamonds in, you know, great habitat and, and prime locations where they've been seen before and have just come up short, you know. And this time I'm thinking, well, you know, what's – it's it's hard because I'm only going to be in town for a couple of days. It's kind of early in the season. They're not really moving too much yet, and you know, then then you see one. You know, you just can't plan for that stuff. So, <laughs> you know, you just gotta gotta put yourself out there and be in the right place at the right time. I guess that's kind of what herping is to some extent. You know, so you know, go to the store, the little grocery store, and buy a SIM card for two bucks plop it in the phone and get service. And so now I can use maps and all that kind of stuff. So if you're going over to Australia, it's a handy little tool. Just buy a SIM card and plop it in. I, maybe everybody else is more technologically advanced than I am, and that's old news. But I don't know if anybody listening. <laughs> no, no. I'd, I'd, I'd be stumbling around the desert and be like in lost. Yeah. We never saw Owen again is like how that would go. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a thing I'm going to log away now. But, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to show the kids, like, a you know, a cool uh, lap. And we did see a couple uh, dead-on-the-road uh, Eastern Browns, and so they got to have an up-close and personal look a lot, a lot closer than they would have if it would have been alive. About um, 3, 4 in the morning, we just heard the most crazy sounds <laughs> outside the tent. My daughter described it as... I think she said it was like a monkey eating a possum, you know, just like oh. screeching and, and all this noise. And we're like, what is going on? I was like World War III outside the tent. So we, I, I get, out of, get out of bed and start walking around. My daughter's kind of freaked out. She's like, what is that noise? What's going on out there? And, and the fruit bats had come back from their night out and were back in, and just flying around all the trees. And I guess we, we were in their uh, roost area, you know, camping there, or they were making a pit stop there to look for more fruit or something. But, man, those things are noisy, and <laughs> they're not, not fun to sleep around, I guess, because they just, they just uh, get you, make you bolt right out of bed uh, with their, their squabbling. But that was kind of a fun thing. So, you know, my, my daughter's like, I wish they would shut up. I'm like, hey, come on. When, when else are you going to get woken up in the middle of the night by fruit bats? Come on, that's a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> not many that's people not say that. Normal, never going to happen again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So she's like, "All right, but they still suck," and <laughs> she she still doesn't like. I, I just mentioned fruit bats, and she gets this sour look on her face. But so that was that was pretty pretty fun. We get out of the car and start looking, and my daughter's right behind me, and I and I look up and I stop, and there's probably a, a spider that's about you know six inches in diameter right in front of my face like in this web you know it was, it was a really cool looking spider it had like some zebra pattern black and white really cool looking but that was it for her she went back to the car and because <laughs> they were like and, and this whole area was just covered with these spiders you had to because i'm looking down at the ground looking for geckos and but you had to remember to look up because you're going to wind up with a face full of spider if you didn't uh keep your wits about you so <laughs> and uh luckily i'd i'd been in 
now or yeah, been in areas before up in uh, Darwin area where, you know, there are these giant orb weaver spiders. They're probably a good 12 inches around, you know, like with the legs and everything. But, yeah, they're right at face level. For some reason, that's a good spot to catch bugs, I guess, or maybe they're trying to catch people. But um, it right. was uh, like walking through a minefield. You had to duck and, <laughs> and uh, get around these giant uh, webs. But <laughs> And then uh, – so I'm looking for, you know, knobtail geckos and really excited, just thinking around the next corner, there's going to be two or three of them, you know, just hanging out waiting for me, of course. And uh, all of a sudden my daughter comes on the radio because I, you know, I had a little walkie talkie so they could feel safe while they sat in the car while I'm out looking for stuff. And they're like, dad, are you done yet? And then a you know a few more minutes go by. Dad, are you done yet? We're getting scared. You know? <laughs> Somebody's gonna come and murder us while we're in the car. I'm like, just keep the door locked. I'll hear the chainsaw and I'll, I'll, come I'll hear your but... screams. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, one of you will alert me to the others that are in danger. So I, hey, I'll lose exactly. one. So yeah, it's fine. Your mother and I talked so, about this. Kept looking and and about another thirty minutes go by and all of a sudden. Out comes the super moon, and it's like the, you know, the biggest moon we've had in what 200 years or something. I don't know. You, you guys remember the super moon back in November? It was like, uh huh. Yeah, they're all talking I about mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The moon comes over the horizon, and it's like, you know, it, it's it's ten times bigger than I've ever seen the moon be. You know, <laughs> and it's like full moon, bright as day. You know, all of a sudden the light comes on. You know, I'm like. Oh crap! If you know, if you're if you're herper, you know that the moon does e- equals bad luck with finding reptiles in the wild. When I say new, I mean people have known about them since the '90s, but um, new you age. know, I I new age. They just haven't been described. We're just waiting for old uh, what's his guts to throw out a crappy paper and describe them, but. <laughs> I didn't want to mention he who should not yeah. be named. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. He's so, like Beetlejuice. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. You know, we don't say his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll start writing the paper right now if you say it another time. So let's stop yeah, there. No but, one stop now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, you know, checking it out, taking pictures, uh, uh, and all of a sudden I hear my daughter in the car. She's like, uh, Dad, and. I'm, I'm, I look back and the cars are coming towards me. I'm like, why is my daughter driving the car? Like, what is she thinking? I'm like, why? What are you, what are you driving for? And she's like, uh, Dad, I'm in the back seat. I'm like, oh crap! So oh shit! I jump in. I, I, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't, hadn't put it in park, and so it was oh rolling backwards toward, <laughs> towards me and uh, me and my other daughter. So. Uh, so jump in, hit the brakes, put it in park, get it off the road. Yeah. And, and unfortunately this is a, this is a problem I have sometimes when I get really excited about seeing a snake on the road, we were driving in Dar in Darwin and, and saw a big olive python on the road and I did the exact same thing. And luckily, luckily old Birchie had my back and he jumped over and hit the brakes and put it in park for me. But yeah, I, w- I wasn't going to miss uh, coming up on that olive python and checking it out, although I almost resulted in its demise as the car would have run <laughs> over it if we, <laughs> if we hadn't. Aww. Uh, so I, I would learn to put the put the car in park first. But. 
uh, saw saw one of those kind of race, but I I chased it. Man, those things are just fast. Like it just was out of there and down a hole, and didn't even get a very good look at it. I don't know what I was going to do once I caught up to it. I guess try to tail it like the like an Australian. You know, they <laughs> it's like second nature down there. They'll grab any venomous snake and just tail it and let you take a look at it and then let it go. You know, they know what they're doing, but. I don't know if I trust myself that well, and I know my wife would kill me if I died. I guess I'd already be dead. She, she, would not, she would not be She'd happy not if I well. died. Yeah. Yeah. Leave, leave the kids to fend for themselves. Like, so. Oh, yeah, but, uh, we were well, yeah. Right. But, yeah, great trip. Uh, highly recommend it. Anybody, uh, hint, hint, that's on the fence and hasn't been yet, you know, <laughs> get over there. Yeah. Sorry, I, I told you I, I told you I wouldn't give you a hard time, but I couldn't resist. Yeah. If you dig. Yeah, we, yeah. we deserve it. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how we got so far afield from from blackheads. We were talking about blackheaded pythons. <laughs> All right. And we're, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes on Morelia Pythons Radio, right? Exactly. But, so um, <laughs> That is the way it goes. Controlled <laughs> chaos. That's really all it is. Sometimes, and especially when we had round tables, it's like herding cats. It's like, oh, good. <laughs> Here we go. It's yeah. like, you know. We haven't had one of them in a while. Well, it's relevant by, like, the, hey, Nick, what do you think? Train whistle, all right? Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, the perfect, that's like a perfect kind of, um, if you could define NPR in a single interview, it's right there. <laughs> it's like, <you> know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Are you looking forward to those big ass spiders? Oh man, that's gonna be. Great. Oh yeah, giant ass spiders. Um, not putting cars. Up. I'm I I'm terrified of driving over there. I'm terrified. I'm gonna do oh, everything yeah. I can. I'm gonna do everything I can to not do it. <laughs> like I figure with you, Rob and Keith, it would be a great emergency if Owen has to drive the car. So I already told Rob that that's what you that would that's where you would go. I was like, yeah. he's not he's not gonna drive. He's gonna no. avoid it at all costs. See he's, the good the good thing I will, about I will Northern run in and get coffee and I'll like buy people stuff <laughs> so I don't have to drive. Like yeah. I will I will do stuff. <laughs> Nick was so so right, man. So when we went, I made it all week until we drove to the airport to go home. And that's when I almost killed us. See, no. <laughs> Dude, even Andy, what my job is now, it's it's yeah. it's I approve auto accidents and things like that. You know how nervous I am driving home now. <laughs> like, uh, oh dear. Yeah. Oh God. And Riley, no, no, I don't need to tell you what size backpack I wear. There's no need to, to find out what size <laughs> backpack I wear, and I'm not going to give you that information. This is. I guess it's not relevant. It, it's too late. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> too late. Too late is. I'm, I'm saying this knowing full well what the real answer is. Too late by means you've given up and seen the better, and you're not going to do it. Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night Whatever tonight, Owen. There. Yeah. 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 All it'll, right, be, so we, it'll be bad, too. I can already see it. <laughs> so we got, <laughs> we got two more clips. All right. Um, and this one is called The Cage of Death. Which, before we get into this one with the whole how we do it tonight, Owen, and I'm like, my soul is prepared. It's, yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, I want to say things that just stop you dead. Because then it's kind of just, you're just like, I... 
I got nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> it's like yes. So yep. they are my favorite little little, uh, little witty things. little witty uh, statements. <laughs> things that stop you just dead cold. So all right, here we go. Cage of death. Yep. And those Australians, they're, they'll, they'll grab anything. Those guys are, it's hard not to, it's hard not to get, you know, in that mindset when you're hanging out with the Australians, you know, uh, we were, we were uh, herping around Brisbane and there was a red belly black snake, you know, they're highly venomous snakes and, and it was crawling under a log and I wanted to get a picture of it. So I grabbed it by the tail and I'm trying to pull it out and stuff, you know, just like, wait a second, what am I doing? I'm handling this highly venomous snake, you know, it's like. My wife's gonna kill me, but so I had, you know, we, we we found a few more and really big, beautiful animals. You know, just these big old black snakes with red bellies. You know, just really impressive to see. But uh, so I, I tailed one for a picture. You know, holding this big thing up. So that was that was kind of a thrill, but probably a stupid thing to do. You know, <laughs> but, you know, when when in Australia, you gotta be like the Australians. <laughs> so. <laughs> driving to this street that everybody's told us about and right as we're driving there we see storm clouds in the you know on the horizon and it, and it looks like they're productive you know they're it's raining where we're going and so we're like this is good stuff you know we're gonna we're this is perfect conditions it's first rains of the season that's going to bring everything out and things are going to be cruising around the road and sure enough man that night we found you know, four different species of python, or three different species of python. We found a black-headed python, an olive python, some children's pythons. Unfortunately, like I said before, the children's pythons have been hit. But to see that, I mean, that wild black-headed python was just a freaking thrill. It was so awesome. And the same thing with the olive. You know, you just you keep them in your in your box at home, but to see them cruising along the road or into the brush, you know, it's just a thrill. We went up to Fog Dam to for for Nick to find his fuscus. We were really hoping to see Nick get bit by a big fuscus, but alas, uh, it just it didn't happen. They didn't live up to their nasty reputation. So we it was it was fun. We you know we went there one night and we saw nothing like just nothing was going on. And then the next night we went back for a little more and like the place had just come alive. There were then we saw five water pythons and a bunch of other. We saw the colubrid species, the keelback snake. Um, we saw the slaty gray, and we saw a big old snake neck turtle across the road, a big old rugosa. So that was pretty cool. Fine. Wow. That's exciting. I almost got to see Nick get eaten by a crocodile, but uh, he, he got away. Just <laughs> he survived again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I was, I was freaking out. I'm like, Nick, you got to get up off the side of the bank, dude. You, you're going to get eaten. And then, you know, we see these fish start jumping just like off the bank. And we're like, you know, there's something big underwater. The fish are jumping out of the, out of the water to get away from it. So we're like, Nick, get up here now, dude. You're going to get eaten. <laughs> Finally, he's like, oh, I guess a, I guess a juvenile water python isn't worth dying for. So <laughs> I'm coming up. I'm coming up there, so yeah. Luckily, we didn't have to try to do some rescue technique to get Nick out of the jaws of a crocodile. Well, you know, you drive to the city to the address that we were given, and we're like, you know, 
in the middle of town, you know, you drive by and there's like this little recessed <laughs> alcove, and it's yeah, right smack dab in the middle of the downtown of, of Darwin, you know, just this little place tucked away, but they have the best collection of Australian wildlife that I have ever seen. It was fantastic. I mean, just any species of monitor, uh, gecko, you know, python, they had just about everything. It was really cool. Wow. I think they had everything. You know, usually zoos don't really cater to the local stuff. They want to have the exotic stuff, which in Australia is all the boring stuff, like Burmese pythons or ticks, you know, stuff like that. But I want to go to Australia to see Australian stuff, so I was really happy with this place. And they gave us the royal treatment, you know, took us behind the scenes, showed us the off-exhibit off stuff and some of the stuff that they were working with. So that was really a, a thrill. So anybody, again, you, you know, if you're going to uh, Darwin area, you got to check out Crocosaurus Cove. It was a, It was a cool place. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have this other thing where they have these uh, juvenile crocodiles in this big, you know, tank, and they have this plexiglass wall, and you go there with these fishing poles that have little, um, you can put pieces of meat at the end of the, the line, and so they call it fishing for crocs, and you can, like, hold the meat, and these things will jump, like, their full body length out of the water to grab the meat off the line. Oh. It's really cool, but apparently one of the keepers was walking between the this giant crocodile's enclosure on one side, and then on the other side they have these little baby, you know, the smaller juvenile crocodiles. And so he's walking along, and one of the juveniles jumped up and grabbed him on the calf. <laughs> like, luckily he didn't have, have enough of a hold, but he kind of slid off and fell back down in the water, and he got out of there quick. But And it messed up his leg, and this was just like a three- or four-foot crocodile, you know. You can imagine if he would have fallen in the tank, he would have been a goner. And, uh, and uh, Rico and Mark Spataro had to jump into the cage of death, which is this uh, plexiglass cage that, that you can get into, and they lower you down into the crocodile enclosure. And so oh. you're, you're, like in the, you're in the water with the crocodile, you know, separated by a, a couple inches of plexiglass. So that was pretty cool. I, oh, uh, I am there. I guess, yeah, it was it was pretty neat. Uh, although I heard the week after we left, some um, couple was in there, and the and the crane mechanism that holds it, you know, lifts it in and out of the enclosure broke, and they plummeted down to the bottom of the crocodile enclosure. Oh my god! And, you know, you know, so now you're faced with the issue: Do I? Do I try to, you know, do I drown or do I try to swim through a crocodile cage to get out of here? You know, I think I, I don't think anybody died. I think they uh, ended up being able to pull the thing out, you know, before they ran out of oxygen. But that would be a little <laughs> bit of a predicament. <laughs> so again, a little cold. They're like talking about how many carpets they see everywhere. They call them, they call them crappets over there because they're just kind of the common. You know, who cares about a snake for, for a lot of people? So I'm like, give me a break, you guys. Come on. So, so but unfortunately, yeah. it was just a little too cool to find any carpets. So I'll have to go back sometime a little later in the year to, to see all those. But, yeah, they were talking, oh, yeah, just the other day we saw one here. And all the time I'll see one over here when it's warm. Yeah, when it's warm, you'll see six or seven on the road. I'm like, come on, you're killing me, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's an everyday occurrence for them, I guess. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that becomes <laughs> it becomes routine. They start calling them bad names and stuff. So, so Owen, are we doing the Cage of Death? <laughs> um, whenever, dude. I would be all on that, dude. Come on. Do it. Yeah, I would. How many We're, times are you going to be able to be that close to a saltwater crocodile? I mean, did you guys know that for four hundred dollars you can swim with whale sharks at the Georgia Aquarium? Mm -mm. I didn't know that. That's pretty mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're scuba, if you're scuba certified, you can go down with them. If you're not scuba certified, you just have to feed them in on the surface, which um, that's badass. Um, so I would totally be down for getting into a plexiglass tank and lowered into saltwater crocodile-infested waters because there's plexiglass separating me from the killing machine. Um, you know, the second the crane breaks, though, I expect someone to come in and get me. So, you know, I'm paying you money. You're going to come save me, right? So, but, <laughs> yeah, I would totally do that. Um, but... It's just, it's going to be loopy. So, I don't know. I'm still not entirely, like, convinced it's happening. So, we'll see. So, you're not convinced that we're going? No, I'm going to have that, I'm going to have that holy shit's happening moment. I just don't know when. Yeah. Um, it might be when we land in Los Angeles. It might be when we're getting on the plane to uh, Brisbane. Brisbane? Yeah. It might be when we get off the plane at Brisbane. I mean, Yeah. Dude, if we get into the airport at Brisbane and there's a coastal carpet just sitting there chilling in like one of the, you know, <laughs> we're changing planes or something. Done. Some shit. Get off. Yeah, yeah. Done. I can leave now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That would be Everything awesome. after this is butter, which I was trying to explain to somebody that if we find, well, like, what the significance is of us finding a Owen oh, Pelly Python. And I'm like, it's, it's a pretty rare snake and all this other stuff. And then I'm like, it's almost to the point where I feel bad that I'm the guy if I, like, there's so many other, like, w better, I don't know what I say, better, m more well-known, authored, published people have gone over there and not found them. And I'm like, and then I would find it. I feel like that's, of course, this guy, this idiot would find it. So, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. I can't believe it's here already. All right. Yeah, I know. All right, so we got one more clip. Roll it. And it's called You Gotta Do Work at Some Time. You know, luck luckily when Eric and I cooperate, I do all the work. But um, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's um, the... Well, you gotta do work at some time. I mean, oh, I'm doing all the work right. for the show, you know what I mean? I mean <laughs> I'm editing and... Uh, and whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, damn, we're fighting in front of the... Uh, right it's, hard, it's hard to be the sidekick. Fight in front of the guests. Damn. Like, you know, but, Again. Uh... <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're not supposed to fight in front of the guests. That's like rule number one. That we is fight, correct. We fight before the show. We fight after the show. Kids are never supposed to see mom and dad fighting. I mean, that's just how it's it works. Rules. Yeah. yeah it's rule, Damn man. it. Damn it. All right, so. Holy balls. That's some funny shit in there. That's yeah. for sure. So, stuff um, I've forgotten about. Are we airing this tonight or are we going to no. air? Or I'm sorry. Tuesday. What is today? Today's Thursday. I've lost all track of time. <laughs> so, um, so get it together, Bigfoot. Shut up, you. <laughs> Dude, that's happening. 
it's like, it's like it's like we're talking and every once in a while a trap door in the wall behind me opens and like Riley pops out, says something and then closes the door again. It's just like I... But um uh no, so this will be airing Tuesday, right? Uh-huh. So then we're going to we're going to uh record two more. Two more, yeah. Two more. Two more for this thing. Okay. We got the Diamond Python show next. Right. Um, and then we got the calendar show. Well, the Diamond Python will be when we're on our way. When we're back, actually, in the States. Okay. And then the calendar contest will be... Uh, Next week. The following week. Right. So. Cool. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So my final question is going to be... Well, let's start with you, Riley. Do you have any thoughts on... NPR, do you have a favorite guest, a favorite episode maybe, or one that sticks out to you? I mean, that's that's a tough one to answer in a very short, succinct way. Uh, I guess I'll give you my thoughts. I mean, anytime Nick gets on the show, I, I tune in very attentively because he is, without having the, the letters of PhD and certain things next to his name, he's brilliant. Like, he really does know his stuff. So anytime he comes on, um, I listen with a hundred percent attention folks like him and Justin Julander and, and Ben and all those guys that are doing very unique things. I really, really gravitate to those, those episodes, but I got to tell you, man, some of my favorite episodes are, are when it's just you guys, just you two, um, kind of playing off one another and just talking and just having fun and it's casual and it's genuine and it's authentic. And, and then there's like really good uh, experiential discussion of things you've you observed or witnessed, and it's like anything that a keeper like myself or somebody even newer can can learn something from. I mean that stuff's invaluable. I, I couldn't go back and tell you like this is my favorite episode. I really couldn't. Right. Um, but it's it's fantastic. Like having the the variety and plethora of guests you have on here that aren't necessarily always in Morelia. That's super exciting. Um, it, to me, it, it feels like we're in a living time capsule, you know, like however many years down the road or decades from now, should this eventually end, um, whenever that may or may not be, we'll be able to look on this like a really, really impressive herp history time capsule. And it's just amazing to be a part of it. I, dude, I geek out on every episode. Like I really, every Tuesday I'm like, here it is. When it was live, it was like, my girlfriend understood like, Oh, Tuesday's <laughs> MPR. Don't bug him. He's in the room, cleaning snakes, listen to the podcast. Dinner's going to be late. If at all, like just leave him alone. <laughs> and now that we're doing it recorded, I, I can, I can sort of like listen to it at work or budget my time for it. But at the same time, it's, it's become a part of my life. And, um, I don't know. I really can't recall a time without listening to NPR or being so plugged in. And uh, yeah, I really couldn't pick one moment or episode out of it. Cause it really has just ingrained itself in my DNA at this point. Right on. Right on. I, I know I joked about it when, uh, uh, Graham was on about what he was opening up the uh, uh, down in um, what the the zoo in in Arkansas. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were going to have the library. And I was like joking. I'm like, hey, we'll put the archive in the library somewhere. I'm like, eventually, you know, I do think the audio file should be saved somehow. I mean, these are interviews. These are good reptile interviews from like yeah. with good with. With not because of you and I. If, if somebody wanted to go through and edit you and I out, that's fine with me. I, I don't care. Like, you know, but the people <laughs> right. who we talk to, like, there's a lot of – some people did a lot of cool stuff. And a lot of people did some uh, good interviews. And a lot of people told us a lot of really good things. And there's a lot of information there. And uh, I think it would be a shame to lose it. Um, it's one of those things I will agree with Riley whenever Nick's on. It's a freaking riot. Um, any show where we end and I'm exhausted because I've been laughing so hard. Yeah. Is, is, is a show I'm totally down with. Sometimes those are the episodes where it's just me and Eric. Sometimes it's the episodes with um, when Rob's involved. Sometimes it's the episode when Nick's on. Uh, you know, any episode where I am where it flies, where it's like I look down and I realize we've been on air for like two and a half hours. Holy shit. Right. You know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you guys really, uh, you, you probably do understand and at least every once in a while you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, but it's hard to be, um, it's hard to, you know, pat yourself on the back for something that you do regularly. And we you don't guys probably just to. see it as, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause you're normal, you're normal guys. And to you, this is just part of what you like to do. And it's nothing beyond that. It's just who you are as people. It's authentic. It's genuine. It's nothing more to that to you, but to folks like me and the rest of the community and people that are still coming up in the reptile hobby or the people who are to still come up in the hobby in the future, when they do find this, it's, it's an invaluable resource. And, uh, I remember, um, I found the show in probably 2014, 2015, Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would listen to it periodically and, and go back and listen to the archives as kind of like the same way I would go through the, the complete Carpet Python book and, and look at it as like a, a bit of a, a Bible, if you will, or just an encyclopedia of information, kind of like a reference. But it's invaluable in so many ways. And the fact that, you know, oh, gosh, I it feels weird saying it, but like, I think two years ago or so was when you, y'all first invited me on for uh carpet Python round table with like Steven and Terrell and April and a few other people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. dude, I, I can't tell you how subconscious I was about like, Oh, can they tell my voice is shaking? I'm so nervous like, <laughs> because no. I can certainly feel it. I was sweating bullets. I couldn't catch my breath. I was in the snake room, sweating my butt off. Like, um, it's very humbling and flattering to even just be a part of the community, let alone be able to talk to you guys and be on the show. And I don't, I don't think anybody can really put it into words, but eight years of doing a reptile podcast, it has not been done. It has not been done. It is still going on. But it's it's unprecedented, and you guys should really be proud of yourselves for the work you put in. And anybody who's listening to this ought to pour one out, tip a tip a shot, tip the cap, whatever you got to do to pay homage to you guys, because this is it's amazing right now, and it's going to be beyond invaluable in the future when 
all these upcoming folks with this reptile industry boom that we have going on are going to be able to tap into this resource and really learn and really just sink their teeth into like i don't know i could go on and ramble on on and on and but it it's it's monumentous you guys really do a service for the community and it's uh it's amazing what you guys have put together here you really have strengthened this community and anybody who comes into morelia will tell you it's the best community within reptiles and not to say that any any other sub niche or sub community is lesser but there's something palpable here and and i don't think anybody can deny you're a big part of that so it's it's amazing what what you guys are doing so it's pretty cool thanks yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. That's yeah. uh, that's cool because that's sort of the that was sort of the goal, you know. I mean, it was just to bring the community together and kind of like expose. You know, it's weird. Like at the time, everybody was so ball python driven, and um, More, yeah, you know, and it was just it was the, the the time that we were coming up. The carpet pythons were such a niche of the hobby. Because there you know, wasn't any, there was like what one morph, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and even even green trees or anything like that was really just like a niche that like, you know, maybe people didn't even know about, you know, and it was like all of a sudden, you know, I'm exposed to these awesome people, and you know, I can't, I, I every time that I'm around the Morelia community, whether it's the East coast, the West coast, the Midwest, the Southeast, the Northeast, the, wherever it is, you know, it's, it's always, it always feels like family. You know, I always feel like, uh, there are people that I know, uh, like I feel that I've known for a long, long time. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's cool. I, I, I kind of guess the, uh, um, the question for Eric is, do you see us ever stopping? Whew, that's a tough one, man. You know, I mean, eventually, in my mind, everything eventually comes to an end. Right. I guess at this point, though, I just don't see that. But, I mean, it's just, it like, I guess like the listeners, like you were saying, Riley, it just becomes part of your life. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just... so. I don't know. What about what about you, Owen? What do you, well, where do you see that? I have an idea where eventually, when we want to retire, what we do is we send out five golden carpet pythons, and <laughs> people have to find them, and then they have to come and visit us at uh, Eric's um, collection, where they will have a tour of uh, the NPR studios, and we'll see who lives to the end of it, and then they'll get it. <laughs> Um, very much in a Willy Wonka-like fashion. So, um, well, and I think that's how we retire. <laughs> that's how we retire. Okay. Yeah, eventually, yeah. I mean, the well, cool I mean, thing- it's, it's your party. You guys can. You guys. Well, can I do mean, what like, you want. think about it that way. Would you? Would we ever, Eric? Do you ever see us stepping down and handing over the show, or do you think the show ends with us? I think honestly, this is what I think when it comes to this, and I've said this a lot, and I've said this to you, Owen, probably more than anything, is like, yep. to me, just like I said at the beginning with Reptile Radio, there was a certain dynamic that was between the, the two of them that just worked, and I think that if, if, if something happened to me or you, I would think that the show couldn't be the same again. 
So mm-hmm. what I would say is that at that point, then I would, re- I think I would might still do a reptile podcast, but I would probably do something different at that point. Because to me, Morelia Python Radio would just be, I mean, it's always cool to have like, and I like the idea, like we were talking earlier about like, I don't know why we didn't think of it sooner, but like, you know, give Riley the keys to the, to the castle, let him like, you know, have fun with it for, for while we're gone. And you know what I mean? And like, True. we've had all these fill in guests and stuff and it, I, it'd be, it'd be funny to have a fill in like host and I'm like, it's like, let Riley go nuts with like a, a call your bridge show while we're not paying attention. Like that'd be hilarious. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like, no, nah, I, I totally feel you there, Eric. It really wouldn't be the same. It would almost like you could, you could pass on the audience and really just uh, absorb that same niche or something. But like the, the name would have to change or, Mm-hmm. ever so slightly changed like i don't know well, it, just, and, it really wouldn't be the same you guys have a unique dynamic that is uniquely yours and cannot be replicated but right. now here's the other thing is that say the show stops at some point right does carpet fest stop no 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 i i almost i like would I hope almost, not i almost feel like carpet fest should have a life of its own at this point where it, it should be i think it has i has, think it does think? too i, I mean i think i think so I think if I think if Eric were to be hit by lightning, the 2020 Northeast Carpet Fest might be a little bit somber, but um, I do believe <laughs> it would continue. So um, it would yeah. just also Dory wouldn't know why we're all at her house, but <laughs> it's something she's just yeah. gonna have to you know deal. Um, but statues would be made, of right. course. <laughs> but they Wheeler can jump over the statue, and then get, <laughs> but anyway, um, it's. It's one of those things where, like, I would hope that Carpet Fest at this point has a life of its own and would continue on if we were to shut down the show or something like that and and kind of be its own thing. I almost feel like Carpet Fest should just continue to grow and continue to get bigger. I mean, looking at the chat right now, people are already talking about which ones they want to go to this year, which ones they're thinking about flying to this year. And that is probably my favorite part of the show is the fact yeah. that there are multiple carpet fests that are just trying to get people to meet each other, get people to talk to each other, get people to check out other people's collections to get it kind of brewing outside of a reptile show away from the sales and grind of a reptile show. It's just the hangout and it's fantastic. Yeah. And because, I yeah. mean, oh, and you think of uh, the the all the time. Like, I'm just thinking of Hamburg, right? You mm. know, at Hamburg, you would have, uh, you know, Owen would be vending, and I'm just talking to carpet python people. You would have Owen, you'd have Jason, you'd have uh, Howard, Mo at the time back then. Kohler, yeah, you, you got know, Eric Kohler, yeah, yeah. Mike Curtin, I think, even was um, vending well, I mean, Hamburg back then. Mike Curtin never vended Hamburg, but he was around. Right. Um, ben vended Hamburg with me a few times. Um, but I'm talking about pre-Carpet Fest. And like oh, yeah, you yeah. would you would walk up to like Jason Balin's table and you want to talk to him about carpet pythons and pick his brain. And, and he wants to talk to you, which, you know, you're kind of humbled by that because you're like, wow, this guy actually wants to talk to me about 
Like, oh, dude, he, he, he doesn't know who I am, and I'm a nobody. Like you know, and he he wants to like chat with me about his I, his upcoming breeding season, and like you know the the idea started going back and forth, and we're kind of like, well, wouldn't it be cool if there was no show and we mm-hmm. could just hang out and talk, and then you know, Carpet Fest was born, um, and uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been it's been crazy. It's 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 humbling in a way to see how it's become what it's become, you know. Well, it's, dude, the Southwest Fest this this past one, I couldn't tell you how many people there were because I showed up late and some of the folks had already like taken off and I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to make it until like the morning of and I drove up after work and mm-hmm. um, Brian was gracious enough to host it and he has a caramel coastal from Travis and it's a beautiful animal but that's literally one Morelia in his collection of you know dozens of retakes and ball pythons and this and that right and everybody that came was a keeper primarily of other species there was a handful of folks that had carpets like Terrell made an appearance again he broke away from uh, his insanely busy schedule Travis you know dipped out for a bit and came by um but honestly, like it was Garrett, uh, Garrett Hartle, uh, Brian, um, a few other folks from around the country. Like there were folks that flew in just for this and they don't keep Morelia. Right. It, it doesn't matter. It exactly. doesn't freaking matter. You've already done it. You guys have yeah. already done it. You've already like literally sewn the stitching of uh, a zipper that you know, just binds all these these communities and these folks across the country. Um, it started with Morelia, but it's really loosely expanded on just people who have a, a general interest in, in reptiles and being good community members, and it just so happens that the name rolls off the tongue. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. Like, it's catchy to say. It's uh, it's easy to plan for. There's five within the United States and now one in the UK. You guys have done it. You've exceeded whatever you could have potentially planned and imagined, I'm sure, like even in your wildest dreams. So, um, yeah, that, that never would have. Yeah. I never would have thought there would be <laughs> one in the UK. And, you know, I, I never would have thought that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Now that we have the international, I want to keep going. You know, me, <laughs> yeah. Where where that? Give me get get. Where are we me, going uh, next? Well, I, well, now I want to get onto the mainland Europe. So I'm I'm uh, hoping one in maybe France, France, Spain. Spain. Yeah, um, one of those. Uh, maybe pick another continent. Um, Africa, South America. How about, how about uh, in the hometown? I would love real Australia OG. to get off its ass. Heck yeah. You know. That's too much. We we need like a simple, easy to replicate like flash art carpet fest tattoo that anybody can get too. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Owen can get it as a big tramp stamp, and everyone else can get it as a little flash. <laughs> art. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> nice. Out of the two hosts, I actually have ink. Someone is pure as undriven snow on the other Whoa. side. It's true yeah. story. Ooh, shots true fired. Story. Shots yeah, fired. It's true story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that if I get like EB Morelia on my arm or something like that, or Morelia or something, you know, then I'll like decide that I want to breed corn snakes or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to jinx it, you know? Was that um, a shot of Joe? No. Oh. 
Jeez, man. Always trying. Hey, we got to keep them. We got to keep we got to keep the enemies at bay, you know, every once in a while. You know, I'm so jealous of Joe constantly. Yeah, I'm always jealous of Joe. You got a dope dope battle work from. Awesome. Yeah, and it was done by none other than Riley West Anderson, who is a fantastic artist who does anatomically correct pit vipers and indigos and all these killer killer artwork. He also happens to have a cool name. Easy killer. Um, so, you know, you know, Riley's, uh, we got to stick together. So. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry. I'm the only O in most people's phones, okay? So let's. That's true. Thank you. I don't really know that many O's. <laughs> the only O in I knew before I met you was the one from Throw Mama from the Train. You did. <laughs> <laughs> None of you watched that movie. No one watched that movie. <laughs> that clip's going in. <laughs> yep. In 10 years, Rob will be able to pull that one and be like, here's a gem. I, was, I, think, I, I think it was shortly after I was born, and my parents were watching that movie, and my father's like, dear Lord, we've made a mistake. <laughs> uh, at the errand of grievances at the holiday show, I'm going to ask Jim about that. Apparently, um, he was told that... I. He told me that we need to give him a week's notice because he has a lot of grievances and he want to make sure that they're organized. <laughs> Which I said, okay. So, yeah. Oh, man. That's great. Um, but, you know, it's cool. It's cool now. <laughs> it's cool. He said the joke couldn't end until we pin him. So, I don't know. What <laughs> well, there you go. That now answered we, your question. Now we know, now we know what needs yeah. to be done. God. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I was looking for, I had a gym clip somewhere. I was oh, no. Play it while you just said that. But yeah, every, once, every once in a while, he had a good one. In the early years, they were horrible. Oh, man, he had some great stuff. <sighs> I think my favorite one is when he thought you were out with a girl. Tell him that he's just, a uh, I thought you were on a date, son. Not, you know, you're not going to get married this way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, Jim from Morgantown. Oh, he was a celebrity him. at carpet fest in June. Yeah, I know. Right. It's yeah. like, he just we all took you. photos with him. I saw Ian, oh. <laughs> Ian could not stop saying that. Jim from Morgantown. Jim from Morgantown is Jim. <laughs> Tony, right. Come here. We got to take photos of Jim from Morgantown. <laughs> My That's father pretends awesome. he doesn't like the attention, but that is not true. I was just going to ask he's that. A celebrity. He Does knows he know? It. Does uh, he know? Oh, like... no. He... He knows. Uh, I keep telling him that uh, I told him we were going to make a Hi, I'm Jim from Morgantown t-shirt or Hello, this is Jim from Morgantown for a long time. Listen, and then he started talking about what kind of proceeds, what what kind of what his cut would be. So I told him I nixed it. (laughs) That's happening. I have such a good photo of, of us all hanging out. Was this, so at, was this at Carpet Fest? Yeah, it was uh, Tony, myself, and uh, Ian, maybe one other person. But we, we all took a photo in Eric's front yard with Jim. And it I was. Think, uh, I think you, the other person was me, Riley. <laughs> you know, you've been outshadowed. What some other guy. Uh, All right, yeah. Some some guy. Oh shoot, it's the other ho Yeah. Oh, yeah. whoops. The other McIntyre. <laughs> that other dude. That other the, one. The, the, the second Mac. Yeah. Let's not like you know. That's like when 
Eric gets asked to do all the other podcasts. Let's get the nice one. Leave that other one at home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you, Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, NPR wouldn't be the same without either one of you, and you know that. That's true. If that it's like, true. Yeah, the only thing that's keeping me from getting fired and replaced by Rob Stone. So, no, Although, see, uh, the, the dynamic would have worked. I didn't get a big hug yeah. when I saw you, you know? I know. You showed but, up and you're like, who's this California weirdo at Eric's house? Like, <laughs> I mean, I was like, yes, Owen's here. You, you got to play it cool, Riley. You can't know that I uh, play favorites, okay? Everybody's got to get <laughs> on the same thing. Otherwise, you know, other people, other attendees of Carpet Fest would get massively jealous, and we don't want that. The other buddy, he gets real upset. He goes and cries in the corner. I am actually letting other buddy watch my animals when we're in Australia. Oh, dear God. What has happened to you? (laughs) Sorry, other buddy. Don't know. (laughs) But I just had to make that. (laughs) No matter who he said it was, that's what would have been. It's like no pressure, buddy. And, you know, um, watch the Timors and the Olives and the Retics. And the carpets on the, the white side and everything else. Everything else is going to try to bite you or kill you. What so. if he gets them to breed this season? No, maybe, he's not, maybe he's that's the mojo them. you need. He in your is snake watching room. them for a week. There's no like, you no, know, he's not doing anything with them. He's just going to come over and make sure they have water and well, haven't flooded their cages. That's what you think. Go to why does why, of- <laughs> why when you ship a snake across the country does it eat? Or why when it's eating at somebody's house and you ship it somewhere else and He's, then all of a sudden nothing, it doesn't eat? Nothing is changing. He's coming over to make sure they have water and have not know. messed up their cages. He has He's a lot of ambient temperature, man. He has a lot of ambient temperature. You're not leaving the house. <laughs> I'm saying he does. What, he's just a warm <laughs> Have you been? He's a big hot other buddy. Rock, I don't understand. <laughs> he's we a big, are. huge hot rock. So he uh, burns them when they're close by for no reason. Owen's <laughs> rethinking this. He's like, I I'm so much right now. I, ears are spinning so fast. <laughs> I think I've misjudged this the one. The problem is, is that he's going to text me on Wednesday because he's going to listen to this and be like, "Don't listen to Eric. I'll do a good job." <laughs> oh, I, 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 I love you, other buddy. <laughs> It's all it's all good. Uh, it's all good. He's he's literally coming over after Hamburg um, to uh, go through the motions with everything and make sure he doesn't die. So, okay. Yeah. 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 After he's deloused, that is. So it can't be any worse. I got Dory watching my stuff. <laughs> so I mean, I thought uh, you normally have your brother. No. No. Oh. No. No. But Dory, like, changes waters and stuff for you while you're gone without you even, like, asking her to. Yeah, she's going to take care of the ring pythons. Make sure that they have water. (laughs) Well, because if the ring pythons don't have water, they die. Carpet pythons, they don't have water. They'll be okay. Yeah, they just just pee on themselves and they're like, we're good. Yeah, I got to make sure the white lips and some other things have water. Water, very important. Very, very important. Throw some humid hides in there. Throw some sphagnum moss with like a little tub inside the tub. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to do for them. Um, yeah, just do something that adds a little extra moisture that also has retaining properties to it. I did tell other buddy that I counted how many rough scales there were, and they would, yeah. <laughs> they would be the first thing I would count when I came home. Um, and you should God add one him. just to piss them off at the end. <laughs> I, should, I should just move one into a different cage and leave the door open. Yeah. 
<laughs> there were five. Why do I only have four? I just, I just, I just want him to have that one moment of like my rough scale, like my male rough scale's cage doors wide open when he comes in. <laughs> Oh, and I've taken the roughie yes. and put it in like a 32 court bin over here. And he has that one moment of now he has to tell me that my rough scale is gone. <laughs> it's like, but I'm afraid what he would do to my room trying to find it after that. Cause if it were me, I know I'd be like, all right, I will put the room back together when I'm done. Until then, I'm finding this snake. So, yeah. He's going to be searching your house high and low and find little, uh, you know, Redding Reptile cards with Scott Boarding, love you, <laughs> on it in your house. <laughs> I am still not entirely. Dude, when I move out of this place, I'm going to find them. Yeah, when they move into your house, the people that come and buy your Years house, they're going to be I, like, what the hell is Redding Reptile breeders? <laughs> They're going to ooze out the floorboards. Well, the thing yeah. is, I'm, wor- I'm talking about r- getting the carpet ripped up and putting down laminate. And I'm like, if I rip up the carpet, I guarantee you, I'm going to find a Redding Reptile Breeders card somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'll yeah, be in the middle one. It, in the middle of the floor. It'll be like, how did they do this? It's like, yeah. So. <sighs> okay. So right. we're at about three hours almost so of incoherent was, rambling usually yes. another episode of Morelia python radio <laughs> correct correct uh well Same i want to say show. you go hard yeah, that's yeah right. Right. <laughs> i want to send a big thanks out to uh to you know to you owen for doing this with me and to uh to rob and to riley for you know helping us behind the scenes and uh you know i can't forget guys like matt and keith and you know all those guys and uh, shout out to all the other podcast reptile podcast people out there. Let's see. I'm just going to run down the list real quick. Corrales radio from the ground up GTP keeper radio herpological highlights. Uh, you got, um, reptile and chill. Yeah. Um, you got searchable as reptiles. Now, uh, snakes in the fat man. You got the chondro cast, the herp, the, the look, THB. <laughs> That's always a tongue twister for me. I don't know why. Uh, there's word on the snake vine. There's wildlife cake and cocktails. And then there is the Australian uh, wildlife show. All awesome reptile-related podcasts. Um, uh, any one of them. All, all my rotation. All the time. Um, just good stuff. So... It's good to see that more people are doing it. Um, and then uh, thank you to all the guests that come on and share mm-hmm. their knowledge and information and experiences and all that stuff and stories. Um, and, yeah, the listeners, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, w- w- Without you guys, we would not have even gotten past the first season. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's really all I got. Well, dude, I would say it's it's been a joy and that um, I have definitely made far more friends in the reptile community having been on this show than I ever would have not been. I also have expanded my collection and my horizons far beyond what I ever would have imagined because of this show. And I am as plugged into the reptile community as I am today solely because of this show. So it has been a huge part of my reptile journey and um as much as we kid that we're gonna shut it down stop it go two more years quit whatever i'm I'm not gonna stop until i have to so we're gonna keep rolling with mpr for forever so yeah 
Yeah. We'll be some old fidgety dudes like the two old dudes in the Muppets from up in I, the... Oh, oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. And then we'll just go on other podcasts and just heckle them from the high seats. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. I'm, I, Back in my day. That's the dream, dude. <laughs> God. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Especially because, like, you know, people... We've said it, like, when we first started, people said that, what are you going to do? There's not going to be a lot, enough to fill a show with just Morelia. But... Snakes in general, as well as even Morelia itself, is is constantly changing. New stuff is coming out. New papers are being done. New science is happening. New morphs, new projects, new breeders, new everything. So, you know, there's always going to be something to talk about. And as long as there's something to talk about, we will keep trying to talk about it. So um, if you've been with us so far, thank you. If you're new, stay tuned. Um, And then uh, hopefully... In the next couple episodes, you'll be hearing all about our trip to from Australia. So yeah, we finally yeah. do. We finally doing it. We finally <laughs> made it. And that's when Owen tripped coming out of the airport and broke his leg. You <laughs> Damn it! No, because Damn it. you have the monkey back up. That's oh, right. And, and Eric pulled Eric you back up real you. quick. Yeah. And, and then you guys really have a, a moment where you look at each other and go. Riley was right. <laughs> that Riley, Thank what a swell you. guy. Do you, want, do you want us to text you at like noon? It'll be like 3 yes. a.m. your time, yes, like that. Yeah. I'll I'll get it. I'll get it, and and I'll send a little leprechaun gift and be like, "You're welcome." <laughs> Look at the iris. <laughs> Love it. Uh, oh, closing thoughts, God. Riley. You want to throw anything out? Closing thoughts. Any anything left that you got? Contact nah, you, you, you guys, you guys kill it. You do so much. I, I don't even want to put my stuff out there. It's all about, all about NPR and, and love for the Morelli and the community. It's not about me. I'll do it. Check out Riley's stuff, his uh, carpets and coffee and all that other kind of cool jazz he's got going on. And he's the only guy that I'll actually have his logo stickers on my incubator. True so, story. Yeah. Yeah. Next to the Bigfoot oh. sticker. What yep. is that? <laughs> What so, about the magnet I sent you? That's on the fridge. That's yeah, on the that's on the human man. fridge. There you go. <laughs> you have arrived, my friend. You're yeah, on my McIntyre right? yeah. fridge. <laughs> I just need to produce some coastals to send to him to really validate myself. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You, you got it this season, man. Just listen we'll to the see. last episode. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Just, we'll just trade Trebo. Uh, yeah, we can do that too. We can do that too. I introed them while we were starting the show, and I was I, like pissing my pants. You didn't hear it. No, I'm too terrified to not like. They don't get an intro until I'm there, down there, so they're gonna wait. So. Uh, it's terrifying. They're fine though. <laughs> yeah. So awesome, man. All right. Uh, well, cool. So I guess we'll just uh, you want to go through the motions, and then we'll shut it down. Yeah. So um, yeah, for us, MurrayPythonRadio.net. You can check us out there. If you got anything you want to share with us, info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com is the email. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on whatever podcast app you use. Um, yeah, if you really want and you can't seem to get any of them to work, you can always go to the website and listen straight off the website. Um, and there's that. Uh, for us, for me, I'm E.B. Morelia. Uh, you can check out whatever uh, just under all that. Um, and, yeah, I think that's all we got. Promo Plug the right? store. Plug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> well, it's we kind of have to spruce that up. But, anyway, the <laughs> uh, 
right now we got the Teespring um, uh, store. You can just uh, follow it off of our website and uh, go get some NPR swag, if you will. Um, but we'll be adding some more stuff. Owen's got all these cool shirt ideas, but somehow we never make them happen. And we yeah, somebody needs somebody with talent needs to contact me because I got all these ideas. Yes. <laughs> well, just tell me the ideas, and I'll see if I can make it work. I'll write them down. Right. Yeah. Okay. So look forward to that. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Owen. Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out all the stuff we got going on there. You can also follow me on Instagram at rogue-reptiles.com. And at Facebook at Rogue Reptiles uh, on Facebook. So, yeah, that's it. I will be at Hamburg this weekend very shortly. Uh, if you're around there, I will definitely want to go check that out. Uh, stop by. I know I'm not sure if Matt Minitola is going to be vending or not, but um, Jason Balin will be there. Howard Redding, Eric Kohler. Uh, check out those guys' tables for all this stuff from Morelia. And, uh, yeah be really cool to see you guys there um i will say uh that's all we have for you tonight and thank you all for listening for the past eight seasons eight years and we will catch everybody back here next week for some more morelia python radio good night and certainly you know, about 20 minutes after the sun went down i see this unmistakable shape i mean it's like the you know what you're looking for and what you want to see when you're out road cruising and it's a big python you know getting ready to cross the road and uh, luckily you know it was off the on the shoulder the shoulder was nice and broad and easily to see it was a perfect area for road cruising and so you know i pulled over and and picked up this animal oh man i it's just indescribable it was just a beautiful specimen um you know i've got pictures on my website of this animal just gorgeous animal you know probably the the nicest one you could see (laughs) you know over there (laughs) and so i was i was just totally geeked out you know taking wanker shots holding it and you know just admiring it you know of course you're not supposed to handle them so i'd never said that but uh <laughs> we didn't. Something else happened. Yeah, you guys have to edit that out, right? So, yeah, we'll, anyway, we'll figure that out. Yeah. You know, I, I highly recommend if you're considering buying a you know five thousand dollars snake, consider putting that money into a trip to Australia <laughs> and getting over there and seeing them because it's uh, it really furthers your understanding of these animals and and what they need to to thrive. You know. Yeah, I. That's uh, that's our goal this year. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, no reptiles. We're taking the trip. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, cool. Right, Owen. Only selling reptiles yes. this year. No Only buying reptiles. No buying. <laughs> no, I that got a hard thing to do. Buy anything. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely a sacrifice, <laughs> but well yeah. worth the sacrifice. We yeah. kind of screw stuff up. <laughs> yeah. 2016. That's when it's happening. Yeah, that's yep. the time. Yep. There you go. That happened. Go out there. See what happens. If you can travel to where they're from, freaking do it. Have some fun. Yeah, I mean, I I just... I have to I have to make it to... I have to make the pilgrimage. I mean, and, and you yeah. know what's so hard... What's so hard yeah. is that there's so Australia is so big, and there's so many different 
thing to see. All done <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If carbon pythons were from like some tiny little island, it'd be like perfect. Let's go do the whole freaking island. But no, they're from a giant ass continent. And all yeah. different parts. And the thing is, it's not like Australia is like the size of Pennsylvania. It, it, it is massive. So yeah. it's like multiple trips would be needed to see all the different species. And you know what? You might have a trip where you don't see any. Like, what was Justin said he went and he didn't see any carp by then at one time. I, I want to <laughs> see saltwater crocodiles just so I can feel very I'll inferior. See. <laughs> you can see <laughs> and I would never be a, look at a body of water the same. <laughs> so, yeah, I would be a, I would be a Scooby snack to a uh, oh <laughs> to God. a saltwater crocodile. You know? That is an animal the size of an SUV. Let us now go away from it. I mean that that dear God. <sighs> That's gonna happen this year, with or without you, my friend. <laughs> next year. You next year. That's I already told you. Twenty sixteen. It's two thousand fifteen. Don't yeah. We're what, three months away? Come on. Shut up. I want those three months, <laughs> all right? Well. So next week, Owen, is our four-year <laughs> anniversary. Oh, Jesus Christ. You've been doing this for four years. Four years. Oh, How time has flown by. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I think uh, that episode will just be uh, – Will be us, and we'll probably take calls, and you know, you I, I'm trying. Open the phones to the world. If you want to call in and share with us your favorite moments, or what have you, or just call and brag on us. Um, I'm hoping nobody... that we get a call from no. a, a, a no. man named Jim, and no. uh, you know, no. as, uh, way back in no. the day when, when no. Mr. Tire was just he, a wheeling. He, he, <laughs> he had dreams of one day co-hosting a podcast. He's drunk his mouth lately. <laughs> And I'm afraid of what he may say, so I'm not telling him. Uh, <laughs> you know, it would be crazy if, if both of our dads called in. That, now that oh would my be nice. God. <laughs> but that would be exactly what we'd go on right here. You do all, your dad has all the herpticulture knowledge, and, you know, my father would just be here for the comic relief. It'd be no change in the show at all. <laughs> yeah, it'd just be like the older virgin. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like what the I, show's going to be in the next 10 years. So, yeah, I have yeah. to the uh, the the, uh, the old dudes that were on the Muppets that used to hang up in the, <laughs> in the balcony. Grumpy <laughs> yeah, dude, right. get off it's, my lawn! It's not, you. it's not that far. <laughs> so far, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Like you said, also phones will be open, so you can call. I mean, my favorite, if we're going to go into that, is when Eugene Bissett called me an unproven breeder. Or unproven male. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't have kids. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> again, with the whole being starstruck by, star by herpticulture people, Eugene Bissett just made fun of me. That's fantastic. The animal that I got from a carpet fest was one of uh, the inlands from uh, Australian addiction. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I had to have that, man. That was. Uh... I need. I need inlands, dude. I do. It's. Stop it! I'm not buying snakes. We're going to Australia. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Oh. I'll be them. I'll be breeding inlands the same year that you'll be breeding roughies. So we got oh, we got well, each other covered. You already now, talked about that for the black face wetlip trade. You, you, yeah. You're gonna get water pythons for the inlands, okay? God damn it. <laughs>
Um, don't forget U.S. Arc. We have the booster going. Uh, the Morelia yes. Fight on Radio T-shirt booster. All proceeds going to U.S. Arc. Uh, so right, you're going right to donate to that. Get a cool T-shirt. Right, right now we've raised sixty cents. Sixty cents. Oh wow. <laughs> 